Hey, Joseph, we're live, man. What did you do to yourself? Ah, I hit my toe on that chair. Why are your toes <laughs> like that anyway? Oh, my gosh. I know that heart. I know that heart. I know that heart. I feel your pain at this moment. Fucking toes. <laughs> I, I heard when you did it, and I was just like, what did Joseph do? And I started, oh, get in some cursing in Finland, Finnish. So I, I know you did something bad. But anyway, you know what? Let's forget about that. Hey, you know, embrace the pain and let's drop that intro. Nitro is the glory. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast with your host tonight, Keenan White, aka Lefty the Great. And if you are unlucky, the Finnish village idiot, JQ. This is the RC Podcast with no name, but plenty of content. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some serious bench racing. Yes, indeed, Nitrous the Glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 105 of the No Name RC Podcast. I'm your host, Keenan White, a.k.a. Left of the Great, and joining me to my... I can't. I, I can't. Don't know. Uh, which, which way are you? Huh? I, I don't know. I, I'm lost. Anyway, joining me, as usual, is my co-host and, and my partner in crime, the infamous YouTube superstar celebrity, Joseph, Josie, JQ Quagrain. What's up, Josie? How are you? What's up? Eps. I recorded with uh, Frenchie today. I know. It YouTube was all video. about balls. All about balls and you and Savoya yep. forming that new bromance that you so desperately have. I'm so happy for you and, and Savoya. It, it looks good. You showed me the intro and it was hilarious. So, um. We'll talk about your videos in a minute because we have to say some thanks and, and we have a lot to talk about today, Joseph, because woo, the floodgates have opened and silly season has started. So, you know, I've been geeking out of this. Like I'm like, I'm like a kid on Adderall right now, just like mm, refreshing my computer, refreshing my, just trying to get information. I got people messaging me since Sunday. Oh, God, it's been nuts. Silly season. I'm lefty the silly season Santa. So anyway, before we go on any further, I'd like to shout out and say thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. Without you guys, none of this is possible. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the support. Keep on sharing our podcast. Keep rocking the swag. Repping the NNRC. 2021 is going to be big. I can't wait. Thank you guys. Lots of love. Appreciate it. NNRC squad. Shout out to all the patrons on Patreon. Man, you guys, with your money, I was able to buy this nice new camera. I should, you know, got a nice new I've got a camera like JQ is now. Not only JQ can, I've got the exact setup as JQ. Maybe not his lighting, but I've got the exact camera and everything. Thank you, JQ, for the information on the camera. We're good there. Uh, I got some wireless mics. Got some equipment. So I'm taking the money from the Patreon and investing it back into the podcast and our product. So thank you for that. Uh, you guys support. It helps pay bills, helps get new stuff. And if you guys wish to support the podcast further, you can. The written description is in the, the podcast. They link in this in the written description. Shout out to all of our awesome companies that support us. They are RCMX Online, Techno RC, Sun City RC, Rob's Oil, Beach RC, Manscaped.com. Remember, there's promo codes for there. They even have a Black Friday sale coming up where you can save money as well. I'll be promoting that soon. 
Papa Willie's Traction Tonic just came up with some bearing oil. You guys will like that. Um, you can use your promo code NNRC and get save 10% on that. Also, shout out to uh, Racecraft. They are newly on, and I'm excited to have them on. They so completely out of uh, of their uh, command modules. They were f- it was loads of command module, uh, modules at Revelation this week at their race, their their club race. So shout out to Racecraft USA, uh, Chase. Yeah, dude, doing some. He did an awesome, awesome, awesome video commercial yesterday. So thank you. Shout out to Connor Ehlers of Duluth Cranes for all your help, dude. I appreciate it. Was chatting to him yesterday. It's a cool dude, man. I can't wait to link up and hang out with that dude, man. I like Connor a lot. And um, shout out to Wally Builds. He was out in the desert rush, uh, doing some racing. Well, not racing, but as a mechanic. We, I think we'll be doing a live maybe this week or maybe Thursday this week. So I got to get in contact with Wally, see what his schedule's like. If not this week, we'll definitely be doing it next week. And uh, shout out to pretty much just uh, JQ Threads, JQ Racing. Obviously, the, I'm a part of Look, I'm rocking the JQ Racing today. BTRC, I'm, I'm, I'm rocked out. You know, this is what I do. It's all started with JQ Racing, BTRC, this is me. So here we are. And uh, shout out to all my JQ Racing family around the world. 2021's coming up. Guess what? We ain't, yeah, we're just, we're just going to keep on being a team. And uh, be a part of a team, not just a number. So shout out to all the awesome sponsors. If you are a company that wishes to, you know, advertise on this platform going into 2021, please hit me up. We got tiers and we got prices for everybody. So hit us up and, um, hey, help the podcast grow and we will help your company grow. And thank you all for the, uh, the, the, the support. And I forgot to shout out. Because they always send my notes late. I don't know who these strange people at Mayako are, but they just send me emails. They, I don't know what it is. They send this stuff, like, before I start recording, like, a couple of hours before I start recording. But this is what they sent. Mayako Racing is the title sponsor of the podcast, and Mayako says this. Competition brings out the best in us. Racing is our lifeblood. Mayako exists because of racing. If you like, follow both the Mayako Facebook and Instagram pages and share the pinned Facebook post. You will have a chance of winning a eight scale nitro buggy of your choice, along with industry leading night with a industry leading nitro engine and pipe servo uh, combo. The contest ends at on the 15th of January. So Mayako has been running this competition where you go because, you know, obviously they want to grow their Instagram and their Facebook. We still don't know what they're making. But they're offering a competition where you can win a nitro buggy of your choice. I guess that's any nitro. So that's any nitro buggy you want. Plus engine, plus pipe and service. Just for going, liking, sharing their posts. Please, everybody that is listening to this podcast, go follow and like Mayako. Please, it's on IG and Facebook. We are waiting to find out what, they, what Mayako is all about. I don't, I've asked Joseph. He doesn't know. So I'm just her. They send me these emails. I read it out. And I didn't even get a chance to practice it. So there we go. All right. Enough about that. You know, um, you know what, Joseph, maybe it's tires. Maybe it's tires. What do you think it is? Because actually one because of our... They said, they said that you can win any 8 scale nitro buggy. So if they start with nitro buggy tires, then that could be it. Maybe. Who knows? Have no you heard sense. anything about this, Joseph? Well, not really. I mean, just what they've been releasing on Instagram, Facebook. Right, right. 
Anyway, guys, go follow I them. I haven't really been plugged in. I haven't heard. You have the Silly Season news too. I haven't heard that either, so. I know, I know. Oh, I just eaten it. Not even, been in the game. Before we, before we started recording, I just put up a blog. I wrote my first ever blog, like real blog, and it's up on the, oh, the website for NNRC. What's the website name again, Joseph? I forget. Hold on. I should know all this stuff, don't, shouldn't I? NNRCpodcast.com. Thank you. Um, Joseph, first off, before we get into any silly season stuff, because we're going to be talking about that a lot, plus we have DNC announced, Silver State announced, the Florida Carpet Championships, all that stuff. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about this, this week. I want to say, man, hey, congratulations once again, man. I really enjoyed, I, no, I'm not going to lie, I still have not watched all of your Bruno Coelho video because it just got a little bit too deep for me, but I will watch it. But yeah, Drake, the Drake and video was epic. But man, I tell you, the one part in that video where I was just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slap this guy was when you kept trying to repeat that the same, like the same voice and, and cadence as Drake. And you did it like 10 times. And I was like, this is... I mean, that's like the, the favorite part of the video, according to uh, uh, the viewers. That's what people commented on the most. Well, yeah, because they were getting tired of you doing it. That's why. Oh, because they were like, they liked it. Yeah, I, I, I liked it too. It, it is exactly the epitome. The, if you want to know what you're like, then look, watching that little clip explains you perfectly, in my opinion. So, I don't know. Well, well done. That, it, part of it. that well, I mean, that part of you. If you can watch that part, people will know how persistent and hard-headed you are. That's what I'm trying to say. Let Let's find it. Yeah, find it for Where us. Pull it, it up while we talk. Uh, but really good video. Do you think Drake is now? You and Drake aren't going to be friends anymore. I don't know. I hope we're still friends. I hope so too, because we you had a, really... we had a good thing going there. Y yes, but you like <laughs> as usual, simple as you just like the champagne bottles at DNC. You don't know when to fucking stop. Excuse me, I'm cursing already. I'm, yeah, you got me. You got me cursing already this early in the podcast. Sorry, people, I'm trying to keep my my f bombs down to a, a minimum. But yeah, I, I thought it was good. I, if 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 Drake gets upset at that video, then he then he shouldn't. He shouldn't. He should he see the humor in it and see that you're actually giving him a lot of a credit. You know what I mean? And and that's good. So kudos to you, Joseph. You're killing on the YouTube stuff, man. And it's good to see you. I found it. Okay, well, let's play. Let's it. watch this. Okay, where where am I? Oh gosh. You know what? Yep, you're like I, my You know, I lost I lost myself. Uh, you're like my Jamie. So I'm going to have you pull up the some more video here. All right, Jamie? Well, I'm going to change your name. No, Poindexter is your new name. My, Where are we? We're in StreamYard. Yeah. See, you're all confused. He's discombobulated everybody. See? See? And then it does not just oh, only okay. happen to me. I found myself. <laughs> Share screen. Okay. All right. Let's watch it. Take up times that are not filling the driver's stand. And at the end of the day, we want to get as much track time in as little bit of our day as possible. Let's go back and listen to what the man said again. Just the last few seconds. Please pay attention. Um, track time, driver stand. And at the end of the day, we want to get as much track time in as little bit of our day as possible. We're not going to watch this whole thing, are we? Hey, this is the best part. As little bit of our day as possible. Repeat. As much track time 
in as little <laughs> bit of our day as possible. As, as much, much track, track time, time in, in as, as little, little bit of our day wait. as possible. Dude, uh, people as need to get this. Everyone in RC, need, they need this message. As, as possible. As much track, track time in, in, in as little, little bit of our, of our day, day as possible. Focus. As, as much track time. Try it. Try it. Try saying it. In our day as possible. As, as much, much track, track time, time in our day in as, as little, little day as our day as, as possible. I, I can't do it. <laughs> track time in, in as, as little bit of, bit of our day as possible. As, as much track time in as little bit of our day as possible. Well, that, that's a, that's as even a hard sentence to say, to be honest. That sounds like a sentence I would say. Nailed it. Okay, nailed it. So you did it like eight times. Like if, if I don't know. If you want to know what Joseph's like, you just need to watch that little clip and that will explain everything about him. So kudos, good job, man. I, I'm gonna give you a credit. You, you're sticking to this YouTube stuff. Um I, I, I told you a little bit about my plan going on here shortly, but I'll do more about that once I actually start doing it. And um yeah, good job. Everybody go check out Joseph. He's almost at how many subs that you at are you at, Joseph? Uh, almost five thousand. Right. So we have to think. Let's think. Of what what should I do at five thousand? Haven't decided yet. Um, I don't know, but it has to do something where you hurt yourself. I think. So ten thousand. I am going to buy a Kyosho and uh, enter the Kyosho Masters in France. Yes. This is a beef with Kyosho that we had because. Back in the day, before the Worlds in Vegas, I bought a Kyosho and I wanted to go to the Kyosho Masters in Vegas and they wouldn't let me. Mm -hmm. And they said that uh, I can't go because I'm a sponsored driver, I think it was. I said, what do you mean? I'm not sponsored. I'm not sponsored. I bought a Kyosho. I literally bought a Kyosho to go to this race. And then they came up with some other excuse. I can't remember what that was. So, yeah, so they wouldn't let me go. And then Craddock said, you know what? You can do the one in Europe. So when I reach 10,000 subs, then I'll attend. And then you and, 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 then you and Mick can kiss and make up because I don't think you and him are on the best of terms right now. Why is that? Oh, so maybe, some, you know, maybe, maybe something to do with, I don't know. I don't know. What did I do? The last time you guys were here on the podcast, together, I, if it was in real life, I thought I'd probably have to get in the way between you and him at one point. So I thought that was a good one. When uh, he was on. yeah. People got to understand, though, it's banter, too. Um, I did, so I got one person say, oh, I thought Jakey was a total penis head because he, the way he treated Mick on their podcast. That's well, you got it right. He is a penis head. <laughs> but um, that, was, that was banter, you know, and that's what we do. So excuse me. <clears throat> so, Joseph, I got really sick last week, man. I got really sick. I thought I had the run. COVID. I thought I had the run, man. Uh like, remember when I was recording with you last week and I said, man, I don't feel good. I, it actually started on Sunday. Excuse me. Excuse me. As you can hear, you know, I'm asthmatic. I'm overweight. And uh, I have, I always get chest infections. And especially when I got a cold, it gets worse. But I got a cold. I felt bad. My body was hurting. I couldn't breathe. My asthma was bad. My wife was worried. Remember, I said, like, Joseph, I'm down for the comp for two days. And, but I bounced back. And I feel good. I'm still got a little, a lot of mucus build up, but I always have that, man. But uh, you know, along with my campaign of not drinking for the last five months, uh, I'm going to. I'm now kind of off soda, which is good. So now it's about, and we're eating healthier at my house because my wife's in the gym. So 2021 is all about getting in shape, man. I don't know what type uh, of shape, milk, but milkshakes, 
milkshakes are next on the list or what? I don't, I don't drink. You know what? They don't make milkshakes here in the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. I go to, I've been to, like, you go to Burger King and all that stuff. They don't have milkshakes. So, yeah, I mean, I'll save that milkshake for when I get back to America. I can't wait to get back to America and get to some races. All right, Justin, how about you? What have you been up to? You have been building some some stuff, you, you said, man, I've been talking to you. And you've been doing some, besides your YouTube videos, what have you been up to? I am, well, it's actually for a YouTube video. Okay. So I'm building all the four 10-scale four-wheel drives that people say are the same. So the X-Ray, Yokomo, Associated, and TLR building all four and I'm going to test them and find out that are they actually the same and we'll see who copied who what's the same what's different and which one's the best so how far is the uh, 10 scale track from you uh, I don't know like 15 minutes maybe okay so yeah you'd be keeping yourself busy doing uh 10 scale that's good that's good you need to get some racing you need to get you look, like I told you earlier, when I saw you without your hat on earlier, man, you're looking disheveled there. You're like looking inside some hermit in his, in his green lab that hasn't come out for like... When's the last time you actually went out of your house, Joseph? Yesterday. Okay. There's no lockdown, really. I know, but it's... Fin- it's it's There doesn't need to be a lockdown. It's winter in Finland. You guys have to stay inside, pretty much. Yeah. It kind of sucks, it to does. be honest. Yeah, this is your first winter in many years, man. Many years, so you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's something for you to get used to again. Should have should have hopped on a plane and came on her. Should have hopped on a plane and came on her. Um, you know what, Joseph? Yeah, we might as well just go. What? I have nothing else to add about this. Uh, this week, we might as well. Oh, you know what? I did see. I wanted to say something. I I remembered. I I didn't write it in my notes. So I was watching Netflix this week. Uh, last week. And it had a series. It has series on a Netflix series on obscure sports, like a whole thirty-eight minute episode about it. So it had the first one up was, um, oh flip, was when they run down that hill and chase that that wheel of cheese in England. Oh yeah. So it had a whole thirty minute on that, and I found out that that actually they're not actually chasing. They're not trying to catch the cheese. They're trying to get, see who gets on there first. And like, it's like, it's, it's actually a method to that. And this one guy's won it all these times. And then this girl's won it. So they talked about that. Then it went on to like dog dancing, um, extreme hairstyling, like on stage, all this different type of stuff. What else did I watch? Um, yo-yoing, yo-yoing, like how big it is. And all I'm going to say, right, is that yo-yoing is way bigger than RC. But what I'm just saying is that all this stuff was on her, right, Joseph? And I'm saying yeah. to myself, you're fucking telling me that nothing that we do in RC can get on her. We are obscure. We are this. We are this. We are that. Like, this would have been perfect for RCGP episode or something to that extent. Here we are. I think we're the most obscure sport in the world. We, got, we have to be. Yeah, we, didn't even get, we didn't even get attention from the obscure sport guys. Like, you know, that's how obscure we are. Yep. All right, guys. Sorry, my uh, my uh, my. I'm still a little bit sick, so it's coming back up. You know what, Joseph? I think it's time to go onto the Manscape RC news because we have a lot to talk about, and then we have a lot of questions to get to. So let's get onto that. And the RC man RC news is brought to you by Manscape.com. Check them out. 
Go to www.manscaped.com. I definitely need to send one to you for your birthday to clean yourself up because you're looking just, I don't know, disheveled. fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you are. That's what you say. So you know what? I'm going to go to www.manscaped.com. What's your address? Like something like third from the third left from the reindeer farm around the mountain and past the, the whale factory or something like that? I don't know. Whatever. That's by the big rock. By the big rock. That's his address in, in yeah. Helsinki. So I'm going to get one yep. sent to you. Use my 20% coupon code, which is you can do by using the, the promo code no name in all caps, and you save 20% off your order. These are great Christmas gifts, everybody. Get some for your significant other. They're having a sale coming up around Black Friday. Check my Instagram. Check my Facebook. It's gonna, you're going to save even more money if they're black. What's that, Joseph? Oh. First race, first win mug. Nice. Nice. Thanks for interrupting my ad read. Uh, check them out. Get yourself a lawnmower 3.0. Get yourself a bowl, de- bowl, men's bowl de- deodorizer kit. Get their oh, and make sure you get some of the underpants. You will want more of this because they are super comfortable. So check them out, www.manscape.com. Use promo code no name and save 20% off your order. So Joseph, before I get into silly season, I need to hit my inhaler. <coughs> oh my gosh. Breathe. That doesn't sound healthy. Breathe, Lefty. Breathe, Lefty. I know you're getting excited about silly season, but you must breathe. You must breathe. All right, Joseph. To be honest, you're not excited. I'm not. Yeah. Well, you will get excited once you start talking about it and analyzing things. Uh, but let's go over some of the notes before I, I we go to that. All right, Joseph. Um, so I asked you about uh, something that caught my eye, product. Schumacher's mass dampening. I asked you about this. You said you don't know what it is. Do you not still not know what it is? Because I did find out what it yeah, is. I, yeah, and you know what? I found a video for you because you don't understand what the hell it was. Oh, let's play it because that's how someone explained it to me yesterday with a video. So. Okay, so let's watch this. A tune mass damper or a TMD is a simple passive device that can eliminate undesirable motion due to resonant vibration within a mechanical structure. Typically, the TMD is attached to a point on the structure where the vibration-induced displacements are the largest. In this case, we have attached the TMD to the end of the cantilevered aluminum beam. To observe the undamp response of the beam, the action of the TMD is negated by the use of a small rubber block or stopper. This effectively turns the TMD off. When the rubber stopper is removed, the TMD is allowed to function. When the aluminum beam is struck by the hammer with the TMD turned off, the excitation of the beam's first bending mode and the resulting vibration can easily be observed dying out very slowly. With the TMD activated, the vibration is highly damped and the motion dies out in two to three cycles. Right. Highly right. effective magnetic. Got it. Yeah, I get it. With development. So how it works, like, you know, who, who actually, oh, can you turn that off? Oh. Who actually, yeah. who actually showed it to me was uh, Chuck the Bellin. He sent a video because he has them on his, those little Tamiya four-wheel drive cars. Like you just, like slot cars or something like that. But so basically, so basically what, what it is, is Schumacher's got these weights and they got springs under them, apparently. So you're, you're, you're putting chassis weights on your car. They're not just there for weight distribution, but they're also there for, for extra shop for this mass dampening effect. And it just makes sense. 
but they're not sure if it's going to be allowed in RC. Do you think this will be applicable? Why wouldn't it be allowed? Because apparently, sorry guys, I'm busting out my inhaler here. Apparently, uh, it was, um, for Fernando Alonso had it in Formula One and they disallowed it. So I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah, you got a picture of the of the mass dampening effect there. Yeah, yeah the Schumacher one. Wow. So I guess this. Yeah, but it's a me- mechanical device, so yeah. I'm sure it's allowed. They call, they call it. They call it in Formula One a driver's aid or something. But this caught my eye because I thought it was interesting. I had never seen nothing about it, and I couldn't wrap my head around the concept until I saw the video. And yeah, I, do you think this would ever work in what we do in our applications and offer it, or is it just too, too demanding, like too rough? I I can't see it doing much, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I heard it's really uh, big in, in on-road. For, I mean, eight scale. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's really big in touring car and I guess 12 scale, I guess, to prevent front wheel chatter, I guess. So interesting stuff, but you never know what will make its way into the world of off-road. So I thought that was cool, and I thought I had stumped you on it, but apparently I didn't. So you ran into some research, so that's good. Um. All right, so we did have DNC announced. It is... February 19th to the 21st at Thunder Alley, as well as Silver State, which is May 12th to 16th. Let's talk about DNC first. Very late. Um, apparently, uh, they could not do it at the, the Fergons because it's a public place and all that stuff. So it's good. I don't understand how that differs at Thunder Alley because Thunder Alley is a playground, is, is a public area as well. But I, I guess it falls within some rules or whatever. So it's uh, DNC moving to Thunder Alley. Thoughts on this, Joseph? I think it's good. He's going to a permanent track. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's nice, but I don't know. I don't know if they can have the race because of COVID, and I really don't think that there will be international drivers there. Unfortunately, I, hope so. I would like to go, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's looking a bit bad right now. Yeah, I I was even talking to the Viking yesterday, and it's like it's like. You know, he's itching to go racing, and it's just like, it just isn't looking good for 21, unfortunately. And that goes for, not just for DNC, but, you know, we can throw RCGP into that because if, I, I, I want to be positive. I really want to be positive, and I want to be, think positive until we know what's going on. But, uh, you know, it, obviously, if if the Europeans can't come to RCGP, it can't happen. So, because we need RC Racing TV and all that stuff. I do... I think one of the biggest appeals to me for DNC is that the international drivers do come. So, the, and it's been it's been a steady supply of them for the last three years. So, if they're unable to come, for me, for me, it it loses just a touch of that glamour, you know, just a touch of that prestige. It's not the it's not the race's fault, obviously, but um, yeah, I'm excited. Thunder Alley is a great facility. Um, it's it's got plenty of space. I guess people will pit up on the field up there. It's, it's just great. Like, it's a win-win. I mean, if they get, if, I don't know how they'll do it, but it would be good for, you know, for, for, for Thunder Alley. Obviously, they'll get a new, they'll get a new layout. Joey will make his money. People will enjoy it. The, you know, Degani's all happy because he's like, I get, to, we get to practice every day before, before the actual race, you know? So, he's all excited about yeah. that. So, yeah, I think it's going to be good. If it happens, I hope it happens. We don't know what's going to happen. But right now, for me, I'm positively saying, you mean positive and saying that it's happening. And I hopefully we'll be there. So we'll see. Hopefully we'll be yeah. there. You know what I mean, Joseph? And we can we can take this this 
this uh, what is the dog and pony show on the road again? We, we, we have a, we need to get back on the road, Joseph, man. I miss it, man. I miss you effing me off about my driving. You know? I don't. And then I also miss you almost getting us stranded in the in the desert because you want to get fuel that's 10 cents cheaper. So, you know? Wasn't even close. Yeah, it was, the money. light was on. The light was on. The light was on. So the light doesn't mean that you're going to immediately run yeah, out. Yeah, well, it's it doesn't, like, oh, doesn't. light came on, let's pull over. That's not how it works. I know. I know that. I know that's not how it works. But it's still still sphincter pulsating. Okay. Um, and Silver State, I, can't, I guess, kind of falls under the same rules. It's a little later. It's May. So we'll see how things go. I hope to be at one of these races. I prefer to go DNC, but I'll go Silver State again as long as I can pit outside. Florida Carpet Championships, Joseph, your boy, born a crime. Overall, is it was he the overall winner or second in two-wheel drive stock and first in four-wheel drive stock? Good showing for Matt Gonzalez, man. I don't know. I don't follow stock. I don't follow stock either, but I like Matt. And um, <laughs> there were some fast dudes in there. Like AJ Marasco is really fast, stock stock driver from the West Coast. J Concepts, protege. Um, that tr- he went to that track in Florida, man, on carpet and beat all those guys. Like, and I think that's good. That's good. He doesn't yeah. do carpet racing a lot, you know. No, he's good. No, he needs to start running more than eight scale. Yeah, he needs to run, run eight scale. I talked to him yesterday. He said it looks like he'll probably. I congratulate him. He said he probably do another year of stock. Um. I guess they want to get like a, they have stock national championships and stuff like that. So, but he's not his thing. Like, oh, yeah, don't worry, Keenan. My goal is to move up to mod. I was like, yeah, f- yeah, f- yeah, of course, you know. And then, of course, you need some nitro in your life. What's your problem, dude? Hashtag born a crime. He's like Martin Davalos. Yes, and he raced Supercross until he was like forty-five in the two fifty. <laughs> I know. Didn't he go up to four fifty once though? Like last of the season, and that yeah, was he it? finally did. Jeez, yeah. he's from Ecuador too. I didn't realize yeah. Ecuador had such a big motocross culture. And born a crime is technically Mexican, so, you know, Latin blood. There you go. Congratulations <laughs> to him. And, of course, um, Brock Champlin goes down. Champlain, go, I guess that's how you say Champlain, goes down, dominates this race once again. But hey, not without controversy. freaking out. Not freaking out controversy. Did you see the video? Yeah, but it was a shitty video. And, okay, so yeah. this is what happened. He was in for TQ. You saw the line. I, I, I should, I can't, I want to have the video up here, but it's on my Facebook. I'm going to see, see yeah. if I can bring it up here. Um, basically, he was like, that was, he dashed over. He came off that jump and just floored it to cross the line, right? Because it was oh, TQ. That's when he was finishing. Yeah, that's when he was finishing. So he just went boom, okay. and then it hit the pipe, and that freaking 10 scale took off like a land missile. Boom. And like, right, like, I don't know how somebody isn't in the hospital. Like, I don't know if it hit somebody. What did it hit? The fence? No, it went higher than the fence, it looked like. It was hard to see, but I don't think it really hit the person hard or something. But man, that thing shot up there and he got a lot of shit for that. And I wanted to, you know, we have some questions about that, but I think, I don't know what my thoughts are on that. That was careless. I don't know if he thought. Like, I think he'd done that, but I don't think he thought that nobody would think that that car would take off like that, right? But that's that's part of the danger of this. Like, we we, we love this stuff and we we we, we love this stuff, but we, we have to understand that one of these cars hits us, it's going to hurt, like, or hits a kid or something like that. So, <coughs> excuse me. 
Sorry, what's your thoughts on this, Joseph? Do you think what's what's your what's your opinion on this? Is it is it driver error? Is it a stupid place to put the loop? Was it just a fluke or what? I mean, it's stupid place to put the loop because that's what's going to happen. We know that it's not a mystery. I mean, yeah. Yes, it's the driver's responsibility, but it's also racing. So you're going to go for it. So if you don't want that to happen, then don't put the loop in a place like that. Just like the Euros one year, they had the loop like right at the end of the straight. So if you wanted to cross the loop, you had to break. Well, if you wanted to follow the track, you needed to slow down before the loop. So the last lap of qualifying, people would just bonsai across like over the loop and then break and like spin out and crash out and stuff. And then they was saying like, oh, we're going to ban that, like you're not allowed. Uh, and I was like, how are you going to determine how much someone needs to slow down in a corner? You can't do that. You, either you move the loop or you let us do that. You know? So it's ridiculous. Yeah. How, I mean, how? let's say that was a race and it was mm -hmm. the last lap and that happened. What would they do? Like give him a penalty for crossing the loop too fast? Like there's nothing you can do. It's stupid. I don't know, man. But I think we need to take consideration into things like that when building tracks and safety, more safety wise, because... Like, imagine if that car would have smacked some kid or some, just some person in their face. Like, it would have been, like, that thing shot off, like, out of a slingshot. Like, seriously. Yeah, could have been bad. Could have been as bad as COVID-19. I heard it's a scam. I read it on the internet. All right. So, and Brock Champlin won that. And... Uh, from my from my rumors, he's part of Silly Season 2. I heard he's out at AE, so I don't know how true really? that is. Yeah. Well, where would he go? TLR, maybe? Oh, that's not also... Like, like, we got a whole bunch of Silly Season stuff going on because you know who else flew on to this race? Your favorite... Tessman. Your favorite Canadian. The Gord and the Tessman and the Todd. You got that wrong. I'm their favorite Finn. <laughs> They were in um they were they went down to this race all the way down in Florida, buddy. And they were doing some testing after. We all know what that means. We all know what that Negotiating. means. Negotiating. Negotiating Hey look, man. I have heard so much. Um I would not be surprised. Okay, well see. the floor is yours. Let's make big screen. Here we go. Let's no, start. you need to be on this. Uh, natural person. So um we know we I know that Tesman was in Florida to test J Concepts tires. Period. That was the whole, probably the whole reason he was there. Yes, he, to do, he did well in the race. How do you know that for a fact? Normally when you say stuff that you know, you actually have no clue. You no. convinced yourself that you know it no. and you say it as no. if you know it. No, no, no. This is, I, this is from reliable sources. Let's just put it that way. We know, we know that um, Jay Con well, Jason has wanted to get Ty and on the team for a long time. It's it's not. How do we know that? Because I've I've been told that many times. Like it's it's like a common known. I hope by Jason. No, not by Jason. No, he wouldn't okay, tell then me something you don't like know. This I just know. This is what I've been told, man. See, you always see, you always doubting my 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 things. Like <laughs> I don't know. I don't trust your sources. You don't trust I don't my trust sources. Your uh, well, your judgment. But yeah, I I could believe that Proline. You know. Oh, I, <laughs> Degani did something funny. So Proline was bought by Horizon 
And then they basically cut a lot of the drivers, 100% guys, discounted guys, just a bunch of drivers lost their sponsorships. Mm -hmm. So then Daniel Adams had made a post on Facebook. I saw that. Complaining about how people on the team just left Mm -hmm. and they didn't say anything. Like they just left to some other team. And he was complaining about that, like, people leaving and not and saying then greg anything. said something i saw what greg said and it pissed yeah, me off and then greg commented yeah kind of like how you just cut all the 100 percent guys <laughs> greg's so savage man so savage so, so savage. savage yeah but i never got to see it because uh it was deleted and greg didn't have a screenshot or anything so. oh man i saw it um i should have screenshotted it but yeah uh that's a I know. I, I don't know, man. Hey, there's a lot of guys moving in pro line, I guess. Like, the, the big corporation stepped in and said, uh-oh, no more of these big discounts, everybody. Oh, no. Yeah, and they could just easily be like, why are we paying this guy? Yeah, well, he doesn't run a TLR, so we're not going to pay this guy. Easily. That's what happened. That could easily be a thing. And then Ty could be, uh-oh, we're not getting tire money anymore. Let's find another team. So, yes, I can, I can see how you're... Rumor could be true. Oh, well, you know what, man? It's not all it's not all unicorns and cupcakes with that though. You know, I'm hearing there's a lot of lot of a lot of, lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with that situation. Well, what I can't, else? Okay, I can't let, really talk about I can't really talk about I can't really talk about that. No, you get back on screen because we want to talk about you. No, no. Next thing come on, next, next rumor. thing up is obviously okay, we're gonna get into Nemo and Lutz, but next thing up, I'm hearing Loud and Clear, Mayfield, Otto Yokomo. Right now, I looked at Live RC. They said the same thing, but this has gone cold. I know you've asked. You said he said no, but I think, but like, what the rumor is is that Yokomo is. Yeah, but we've heard this rumor for a long time. Yokomo is on its last. You know, I don't know how this is possible because they have all these people running Yokomo. It was was they had had new owners or investors or right. whatever. So back when that was about know, a year a ago. ago. No, it was a year ago. I'm one or two years. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was last year. Last year. So, yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. I haven't heard much about that, but that's what everybody's shouting. I don't, they're like, oh, if it's Otto Yokomo, it's Otto Mugen, and it's going to AE, TLR. And I'm just like, I don't know. This is just a rumor. I think it's just people speculating. Of course. Making shit up. But I mean, you know, people, it's fun. This is what Silly Season's about, right? You know what I mean? It's yeah, about speculation. The thing you have to get is I haven't been following at all, but right. do you remember when I did that silly season thing? I got all of them right, I right. think. Right. I got all of them right, but there were a couple I missed, something mm-hmm. like that. Well, I think but I heard a lot more, but the thing is you have to know which ones are like believable mm-hmm. and which sources are like people just make shit up. So that's what I get you it. need to learn. I know, I know. But that's why I have You know, some people are just like, they hear someone says something like, you know, I think uh, I think Lutz could go to JQ. Like mm-hmm. they say it at the track and then someone hears that, yeah, I heard Lutz is going to JQ. You know, and then it's a rumor. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. That. You know, some people are like that. But then there are others who base their rumors on actual like concrete things that mm-hmm. happen. Well, that's why I haven't really said nothing much. I haven't really, I told you about the Mayfield uh, thing and, you know, I'm hearing calves out at S works. It's so much stuff flying around right now. Like, you know, calf to TLR. Yeah, those, those rumors are so obvious. It's like, 
Yeah, but why would Cav be? If I, I had to guess, like, okay, what's what are the most likely things to happen? Like big names changing. Those are the ones I would say. But it doesn't mean that that's going to happen. It I doesn't. haven't heard anything. Remember, to Cav went to S Works like in January. Wasn't it in January that he finally made his decision when he finally went to him, or like at the near the end of like. And a lot of these guys let this go until the end of the year. They can't, through contractual uh, obligations, reveal where they're going because they have a two-year contract. But I think, I don't know, like, if Cav, like, I don't think Cavs out of S-Works. I can't see it. Like, he's been there two years. He's been having some, he's been having some, he's been having some good races. I think he even finished third here at the carpet uh, championships. One AMS. You know, he's not, you know, yes, he had, at first, the first year was shaky. But this second year, he seems to have done better, I would say. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so. But if, I'm curious to know that. Do these companies sort of reduce the salary of some of these guys? Or do they just keep paying the same? You I know, don't because know. Because of COVID and lack of racing and all that stuff. And it's not like they have anywhere else to go, really, some of these guys. So kind of curious. Yeah, it is. It is very curious. Um but, man, you know, these are all the rumors. These are the rumors. And, like, everybody's like, there's more to come. There's more to come. So I'm, I'm just kind of sitting back and letting it all fold, fold on in front of me. But the big move was obviously Nemo, uh, lots of Nemo splitting up. So this is true because it happened. So this happened Sunday night. The announcement came out, and my phone's been blowing up ever since. I can't say that I'm surprised about it. I cannot say at all that I am surprised by this. I said on, I said on the podcast that he would be the first one out. Didn't I? Yeah, but he's not. You said out of RC. He's not out of RC. Yeah, but this is the first step. Mm-mm. I wrote a good blog about it. It may it may be true. It may be a lot of just speculating. Actually, he just commented on it and said a lot of, lot of some truth there, a lot of wrong, a lot of speculation. I was like, oh, that's what it's all about. Uh, you know, the big things I'm hearing out of her is S-Works and Kyosho. Uh, I have reason to believe that it's one of those two as well because you know um after the guy rob isaac was on this podcast he's usrc fame wolf all that well not fame wolf anymore but way of life and he has a series on stuff and lots has been going to a lot of his races um i know that series is affiliated with with s works as well as um as well as kyosho and it's not really about a chassis you can run whatever you want so i don't know I don't know. It's a move like for me. For me, if if it's one of those two chassis, Kyosho and S Works, I even talked to Lutz. He will let me know what's going on. Um, but he said, "Don't worry about Keenan. We're gonna have he, like I, I like that he's he's having fun with this because he's commenting on my post. I like it. It gives people something. Ex- you know what Silly Season's doing for me? Silly Season's stopping people from arguing about what's going on, the dumb shit that's going on in the world right now, and the focus. Everybody's kind of focused on this in RC, and I like that." Because it gives something for everybody to come together. This is like the NFL draft for, for us. So it gives everybody something to be interested in and invested in. You know, if you run for this company, you, you might think you're getting this guy or that guy. So this is why I like Silly Season. But, <clears throat> excuse me, for me, I think if I was Lutz and if I was between Kyosha and Aswax, I'd go Kyosha. Because I think Lutz can fill in there as, if I was Lutz, he's what, 30, he's older now. He's like, he's like your age, right? Maybe a little younger than you. 35, 36, I think he is. He might be your age, actually. And, um, you know, he's got four children. His racing career, like, maybe he has maybe two, three years left in his racing career, I would say. But maybe 
maybe for me, if I was Lutz, I would go into Kyosho as a team, like you did before, team manager slash racer. Build up the infrastructure of Kyosho in America because it is, there is none. And then do two years of hard work like that, racing, doing a manager, and then probably fall into a managing role after two years, like full-time managing role. I disagree. I, I would go as works because he's already been Kyosho and you know already that Kyosho is a dead end. You already know that. So why even go there? And they have an office there and they have staff and they have all that shit and it's not going to change and it's not going to do anything there. But if he went to S-Works, if the deal is like you say that it's like through some race series thing. Whatever I don't think it's through that though. I don't think it's through that. I think he's going to be affiliated with this race series as well. Like, so I think, I, I don't know all the details. I just know that he's been at this yeah. race. So the thing is that S-Works doesn't really have much of a presence. They have Cavalieri in America, but mm-hmm. I mean, who the hell runs S-Works and who sells it and promotes it? Well, RC1, they have Tim Lime as their yeah, but, manager. But yeah, I get what you mean. You know, there's not much going on there. You don't see S-Works when you go to the track. So maybe this is like a wake-up, you know, and make something happen, not just as a driver, but maybe like a businessman too. And mm-hmm. S-Works needs, needs that, so... Mm-hmm. That could be a thing. But I think both. I think you I can fit know. into I, both of those type of roles eventually. If I'm honest, I think what's going to happen is that he's going to become a preacher, and uh, maybe he'll start a YouTube channel or something like that, and he's going to be a preacher. Well, there's lots of money in that too. Don't get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, way more than in uh, RC. RC. You, becoming a preacher is a lot of money. Um, I like Lutz. I have a lot of respect for him. I will say this. I wrote this on my blog at DNC. I even told you it just felt off. You know, the relationship between him and Billy, you know, Billy, Billy's, Billy's, he's emotional. He's passionate. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He, he will tell you if he's, he's very much like you, but a little bit more subtle, but he does get, I don't see you get upset much, but I see Billy like Billy, Billy's like me. When you get upset, you, you know, the, the, the Fox start flying and you know, it's animated. And I'm like, hey, calm down, Billy. Like, and it's like, oh, you know, that, and lots is completely opposite of that. Like Lutz is reserved. He's 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 stoic. He doesn't get mad. He's yeah. He takes it up with God after the race. Oh, just stop it! You see, you always gotta take. You always I'm gotta, just saying. It's you always true. gotta take this road, all right? Because you just never went to church, you heathen. I've been to church. You uncircumcised heathen. Um, That's what I, how I knew that it's all right. But anyway, me. we're not we're not talking about church, all right? We're not talking about church. We ain't touching that. We're talking about Lutz. Uh, I think whatever he does, I think he's thinking maybe, I hope he's thinking of the future and he does in a future role. I just think, like, it comes to say, I know people's going to get upset, they're upset already that I said this in my blog, but you said it too. Lutz with Agama did not really affect sales as much as was expected. Would you not agree? I, we could say the same thing about Cavallari. Yeah, no, it, it didn't. Maybe it affected us the time now because... So- the market is saturated. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not enough anymore to just get a driver that get results, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. Doesn't work. No, but you know what? I think in this situation, like obviously, it looks like I don't know what was going on with with those guys, but I can just tell you from my my looks at DNC, just felt a weird vibe, you know. And sometimes you just don't mash, like you don't mash. And if you don't match, like you and I are completely, we're very similar, but we're very different on a lot of things too. You know what I mean? But we, we kind of have a, we connect, like we, we match. 
And if you don't have that in your team or with people, it's going to be difficult to work with them. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying that's the reason, but I just, I just, it started off good for them. It started, 2019 was great for Lutz. Let's be realistic. He won DXR, he won AMS, third at the Royal Nationals, multiple Truggy wins, really, 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 really good year from 2019. Then, then, and during the end of 2019, things start getting a little bit haywire, not doing so good. 2020, he goes to Montpellier, doesn't make it out of the quarterfinals, I think. That's, that's a big blow. That's a big blow. DNC, the 19th in Nitro Buggy. That's not good. Then, like, COVID hits, radio silence. Like, you know, he was more about in church and all that stuff and talking about that, which is fine. Little time off from work, spent with his family. Then he didn't go PMB because of religion. I, you know, just so much stuff involved in this whole situation. But I hope for Lutz. I like Lutz. I mean, we need more. We, Lutz is a great ambassador to our sport, and and we need him in RC. So I'm glad he's not going out of RC right now. He's trying to stay in and do his thing, and he's going to race. And I, I still want to see Lutz get that victory, that that big victory that he deserves. At one point, I want him to be the champion that he. I know he can be at least once in his career. He has been, but at least once in his career before he ends it. So. That's my thoughts on Silly Season. I got people messaging me now about my blog. I don't, I don't, that's how I feel. I can tell you straight up. Cavalry did not affect sales for S-Works in, in USA yet. And, and Agama, yes, they sold a few more, but not as expected. I mean, when we went to bigger races, JQ had a bigger presence than, than Agama at these races. Maybe on a regional level in different areas, yes, but... <clears throat> nationally not as good but now here's who wins pay attention just look at me engage with me hello i'm fixing the bullshit you did here on the website uh, um anyway yeah, what um i think both of the both sides win in this situation nemo wins yes nemo's gonna get flack people's gonna say oh let's had a let's went downhill or something after you know, with that car, but people will forget what happened in 2019. They'll just look at 2020. So, yes, Nemo will get some flack for that, but, you know, Lux leaving frees up a lot of money for them to send Tyler Jones, Brandon Rose, Steve Harris around America and money for, for Billy to put in the camper or whatever and go around and do support. So things will be all right for Nemo. They have money to play with now. You know what I mean? <coughs> oh, my gosh. Excuse me. I don't know if they have money to play well, with. Well, you know what I mean? Not, not that they have money to play money. with, but they're saving money now without having to pay a salary. Paying lots. I heard they stopped paying lots at some point. So. I haven't heard that. I don't know. I have not heard that. Maybe it's a bit uh, mutual split. Yeah, I, well, from what I was told, from what I was told, it was Ryan who asked to, to be released last week. And maybe if they weren't paying him. <laughs> like, hey... If you're gonna go pray instead of race then. No, I, I think they were paying him and I haven't heard that they weren't paying him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they weren't paying him as much. I don't know. I don't know the deals. That's none of my business. I don't really care about that part of the thing the situation. I just want to know where it's gonna go. So I don't know. You'll see. But that's that's pretty much all the silly season news I have. Like I said, I don't I don't want to talk about like all this type of stuff and like I like this, the things that we do her but here's my thing Joseph if Cavs are the S-Works where does he go 
Well, where does Lutz go? <laughs> Same thing. I mean, well, no Lutz, way. Lutz has got something. That's for sure. We'll know probably later on this week where he's going. If if Cavalieri was, let's say just Swax cut Cavalieri, he would have nowhere to go to get a good salary. I don't think. Why so. couldn't he go back to TLR? Why would Why would they want him? Because he's he can still win. Like like he could. So what? They already have a guy a guy that. Yeah, but they want that one two punch. Just can't finish. They can afford that one two punch. They don't have that. Yeah, one, but two they punch. don't need it. They feel like they don't need it. They don't want it. They don't want the hassle. Why do they want to spend money and not sell more? I think uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I think what it comes down to is, and we have a question about this, so we'll leave that to this question. I don't know, Joseph. Silly season. It took a long time to get her, but if floodgates open yesterday, maybe this is just a quick glimpse and that's it. But maybe, I don't know. Still takes time. You still got a lot of time left in this year. And a lot of these, and a lot of these decisions go on to the very end of the year anyway. You know, negotiations, negotiations started a long time ago and they probably don't finish till uh, after Christmas, I would say. All right, Joseph. Well, let's move on to. Do you want to go into some of the questions right now, Joseph? I think we should go into some of the questions. Yeah, why not? All right. So let's go on to the Beach RC Bench Racing QA. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So, fill up your cart and Check out at BeachRC.com today. All right. Oh, I thought I muted my mic. Thank you, BeachRC, for all your support. They have some awesome Black Friday sales coming up this week. Check them out. Please, if you can, use our affiliate link. It helps us out. I got a nice big box coming from BeachRC. I should have it tomorrow. Wee-hee. Bought myself a Christmas gift. Uh, that's going to help. Me. That's something I'm going to do. So thank you to BeachRC and thank you to everybody. Uh, check them out, please. Um, Joseph, our first question is, hold on, I had it right up here. We have quite a few questions. And of course, a lot of it pertains to probably silly season. But all right, first question from Benjamin James. With RCGP going into its second season, what are your thoughts on a domestic U.S. national race series for eight scale? If people could work together, then you already basically have one because the top guys are already going to many of the same races and just decide like, hey, let, what if we would make this a series? And then you make a website and then it's a series. Then you pull your money and you pay for media to go to those races and voila, you have a series. Mm-hmm. It's not harder than that, but no one's going to do it and no one wants to share and no one wants to... I mean, well, they did it yeah, with RC it's Pro just Series. As simple as that. RC Pro Series did it. Uh, Carlton Epps did it, but that was one man who went to every race and did everything on his own. RD and yeah, teching. Everyone everything. wants to do everything on their own, and right? It's but not going to happen. It like was. If they could take the existing races and make it a series. I agree. They could. They could. And it would be more fun for people to follow, and it would make the season more exciting. Maybe also for the drivers, you know, mm-hmm. like. These are the four races that four big races that we do a year, and 
you get points for each one. It would be cool. I think it would be nice. Yeah, I think so too. I think it would be it'd be good. It doesn't take much. It takes, it takes a you know what it takes. You keep people working together, and, but they aren't going to do that. That's for sure. So it is possible, Benjamin. And I also think that what USA needs more than anything right now is actually a a, a working, functioning, governing body that does something besides put on a race once in a while. That's my opinion. All right, Mike Walker. Is the win on Sunday, sell on Monday mantra a thing of the past in RC regarding pro drivers? With the arrival of COVID into our lives, will the manufacturers redirect funds into other aspects of marketing to sell their kits rather than paying the pro? Well, that's funny. I just said that a while ago. That I think it, it's kind of done. It doesn't work anymore that way. You can't just have a top guy and he wins and then you'll sell kits. It doesn't work. You, you need the other things too. So yeah, it's four things you need. I think I've said this years ago already for the first time. And we've had two and a half, two and a half, three of them. We've never had four. So you need a good product. You need, uh, I forgot. What was the second one? I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remembered. <laughs> so you need a good product. Then you need good results. Then you need availability so people can get it and pricing is good and all that stuff. And then you need a brand that people care about. Mm -hmm. So people need to have an opinion. It, it can't just be like another Chinese car. It doesn't work. You need those four things. So the product has to be good. People need to care about it. It needs to be accessible, available. Mm -hmm. And you need good results. Does it, but you need all the all four of those if you want to achieve success in the market today. And if you have three or two or one, it's not enough. Well, I mean, I mean, it's it's pretty proofs in the pudding. Well, okay, we have to understand. I have to. You also have to understand. I like to use Agamemnon Sworks as a as an example, and we'll use ourselves as a, as an example here. Here we are, like Sworks, big in Europe, big in Asia. Algama, big in big in big in UK. A little bit in Europe, not as big as SWAX, I would say. Big in big in um, Asia as well, but I would I'm not look. I'm not going to say Lutz didn't grow it at all. Yes, they sold more cars in 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 America, but you know, just just still, just not to that read. Like, but I think I think personally, JQ had well, still has or probably has a better infrastructure. I don't know everything that SWAX has or, or Agama has, but I mean. There's a lot more JQs in America than, in than America. There, yeah, there's a lot more JQs yeah, in America so. than there was three years ago, right now. So, uh, you know, it, it it takes that. You need a good team manager. You need good support. You need a lot of this stuff. It's just like you know, it's it's a lot of pieces to the puzzle that come together to to make people uh, to make this all work, man. But I still think you still need a, a a driver that wins when you have all the all the point all the ducks in a row and you have that. Then you got the perfect storm and you can go forward. You know what I mean? But if you don't have that, just winning isn't going to make people go out there and buy a car. I don't think anymore. Unless they already had their eye so on yeah, that car. So where, where, where would you redirect yeah, the money? How would you do things differently? If you was a company. Well, first, the JQ situation. So, of course, people are going to say, oh, you've never had a good car. Well, that's not true. The, the Black Edition is good. And... Yeah, I don't care what anyone says. That's just how it is. Is it perfect? No, but it's good enough. 
if uh, Mayfield was running it and winning races, then JQ would be successful in America, as a, like more successful than it is now in America. It just would. The product has been good enough. The availability has been good enough. And people care about the brand. It's a love-hate thing. That's fine. That's better than not caring at all. So the results is kind of the thing that's been missing. Mm -hmm. And with the results, when you pick the right driver, it helps the image too. So mm -hmm. it's the results plus the caring thing about the brand and boom, then you have something. So uh, every brand is unique in that sense. Mm -hmm. So the answer isn't the same for each brand. Like I said, if you look at someone like TLR, it's not about results. It's not about results for TLR. They have results. Mm -hmm. Same for Associated, for example. If they want to sell more, they need to look at something different to that. They need to maybe look at, okay, so we have good drivers. We have good results. Well, let's actually use Mugen as an example. Mm -hmm. Because Adam just made this video about club racing. So Mugen has a good product. The car is good. Mugen has... Uh, good results they have mayfield and drake so they have good results i think availability in america is good for mugen they have mugen usa they have dealers web shops i don't think there's an issue in in buying a mugen so what mugen should focus on really if i was mugen usa what i would focus on is that fourth thing which is that people care about the brand so how do we get people to care about the brand in Mugen's case, you can't really win much more than what they win. Like, they aren't going to, oh, well, Mugen won two more races this year and then last year, and now the sales yeah. went up. That's not going to happen. Or oh, Mugen improved the MBX8 a bit, bit. No, it doesn't need improving as, as such, you know? The thing that they should focus on is taking care of their customers, mm -hmm. customer service, customer so support, uh, more and better videos than just like how to use a body clip and blah, 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 basic, 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 like make it more in depth, keep doing videos, but make them a bit better, help your customers even more, you know, figure out ways to support the existing customers more. And that way you will attract more customers to me again. They have, they have the other things already. They should just focus on how do we make our brand more attractive to people. And that's it. That's where you pour money. That's what I would do. Okay, cool. Good question, Mike. Good question. Good question. Next question up comes from, hold on, from Chris Yancey. JQ, please explain why the front, why the front right and rear left shock screws are reverse threads and why do these screws have a tendency to back out with, with standard threads? Uh, well, he answered his question kind of in the question because he asked why do they have it? Well, because they back out, that's the answer. And why do they back out? It's because when the car compresses, the shock ball pushes on the screw. So, uh, here's my X-ray 10 scale that I'm building. Um, so the suspension moves as the suspension moves up the shock, where is it? 
here. The, the ball in the arm here is pinched between the arm. So... Ah, uh, okay, I get it. So it uh, the ball doesn't rotate around the screw. Mm -hmm. It's kind of stuck on the screw because of the force of the mm -hmm. uh, shock compressing. So this is a rotating motion. And then when it uh, rebounds, that force isn't as hard on the screw anymore. So it rotates around the screw instead. Mm -hmm. So each time the car lands with a big force, it's rotating that screw. So on one side of the car, it will tighten the screw. On the other side, it will open the screw when the shocks compress. So that's why you reverse it. So when you look at the car always on the left side, you reverse the screw. So in that motion, it will tighten the screw as the suspension works. That makes sense. I never, I never even thought of that, to be honest. Yeah. There you go. All right. Joey Carlson, when will Anal Beats become a new sponsor of the show? He's talking about um, my my buddy Drew Singer who called up and said he saw the anal be Cadillac of anal beads next to his truck when he got pulled over by the cops. Too funny. Jonathan Schultz, thoughts on Nitro Challenge venue 2021? I think it's good. Joseph thinks it's good too. Right, RC, do you all think do you all think S-Works will sign Ryan Lutz? Does S-Works make an e-truggy? Not sure. We talked about that earlier, right? Uh, yes, they do make an e-truggy as well. Patrick Zamora, when do you change diff oils for tuning to a track? Before or after tuning other areas of the car, such as suspension and roll centers? I guess he's trying to figure out, like, when do you, when do you, do you touch, like, he wants to know when you want to change your diff settings, after you've done the other settings or when? I guess it depends on the driver. I would probably do other things first, like pick the tire set, like basic stuff like camber ride height, down travel, uh, sway bar, shock oil, like those kind of things first, or toe in or axle height, and only then think about the defoils. Okay. So I would do it after, but maybe some drivers, they just they start with that. I don't know. It's kind of driver preference. You're going to like this. You're going to like this question. You're going to be all for this. Evan as Osborne, should we get rid of, of electric classes at large nitro events? I say yes. These are supposed to be support classes, but they have the most entrance and take up half the day. Let's have separate, separate events with one-hour mains and pit stops for battery changes. It would, take much, it would take much engineering to make this happen. Thoughts on this? Yes, get rid of electric class and uh, just run Nitro Buggy, Open and Pro, and Truggy, Open and Pro. I don't agree with that. Run a 40-plus main and a junior main. I don't agree. I actually That's disagree. It. And then, you know what you should also do? You know what you should do? What I should do? You should run e-buggy separately. No, run the electric classes separately. Well, So the true electric fanboys can run electric. You mean like you? Maybe we would have even more people at races. Oh my God, Joey could make even more money. You mean like you? You're an uh, e-buggy specialist? Maybe he could make even more money. Like two weeks in, in a row, he would just max out the entries I, I don't on Nitro so. and then max out the entries on e electric. No, I, I, I have no issue with e-buggy being at races. It's a big class. It's a good class for beginners. Let it, let it be. That's how I look at it. No, I'm not big on having 10 skill... 10 scale cars at um at eight scale races because then it, it it dictates track design 
So I don't know about that. I mean, I love Nitro. I love I love RCGP that it's only Nitro, but I would like to see an e-buggy class too, maybe. Like, kind of like, um, kind of like how Neo used to do it. Nitro and then like 70 e-buggies. So everybody and their mom doesn't run two classes and try to get more track time and makes for a longer day. Maybe have e-buggy and, I don't know, have it cap it if it's a predominantly Nitro race. RC Kevin, what's up, buddy? Oh, man, his the track that he's in, in charge with is looking awesome up there in Quebec, man. Ooh, they just opened up a brand new track, 10 scale track and stuff in this big ass facility. It looks so nice. I run a, I run a spec class two wheel drive. How do you adjust? How do you adjust? And okay, how do you adjust differently from mod, springs, anti squat, etc.? He says nitro is the glory, but 10 scale is eight months of the year. So you get what he's asking? He wants to know how do you set up cars differently between spec, I mean, being teams, I guess, stock and mod. I don't know, because I, I don't run stock. You have to ask hashtag born a crime, Matthew Gonzalez. There you he go. We, need, we, should get, we should get him on the podcast one day. You and him, yeah. all three of us. So you can give him some crap. He's stock on stock. I know that they run all these plastic pink pinions and all. Oh, I've shaved half my diff off to have less friction in the gearbox. And I'm using these MIP plastic puck systems with uh, aluminum dog bones. Yeah, but you, and it's way better. It's so free. And oh, my God, shut the F up. But you're still, you're still proud of him this weekend. So stop your noise. Neil Thompson. Yeah, but it's stock. Neil Thompson. Number one. First question. What did... What Wait, did you before you go on, it shouldn't be stock nationals. What the hell is that? It should be stock for stock should be novice, rookie. Like I am a beginner. Rookie. I Say that again. Say shit. that again. Rookie. Yeah. yeah. Rookie. Yes. It's it rookie. Is. So that's that's what it should be. There should be no competitive stock racing where they cheat and go super fast. It's bullshit. Slow it down. I think so too. Yeah, I think we need okay. to we need Go to slow on. it down. Actually, I forgot we've been it. doing this for over an hour and we're on questions. I have work to do. I know. I mean, guess what? We still have more to do. Okay, hurry right. up. Uh, hold on. Look, calm, calm down, calm down, calm down, Ruby. Uh, okay, Neil Thompson. What did okay? What did you and JQ make of the dash of the line to set TQ at all costs? We talked about that earlier on, Neil. Thank you for the question. He says, I'm probably going to need some eight scale, some 10 scale help with this question. Why do all the AE team run the old 6.1 body, body and not the 6.2 new style body? Probably because the body gives them more steering in hairpins <laughs> at super low speed where the body has no freaking makes no difference. I don't know. Most likely for some ridiculously lame excuse. Like Rivkin was, oh wait, the, yeah. He runs Associated, right? Rivkin felt that it was better and mentioned it, and then all the fanboys just run it. Wow. I mean, we that's got, my we honest got, answer. We got spicy pumpkin JQ today. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's all spicy. What you drinking there, buddy? Uh, just a beer okay. to calm I, my nerves. <laughs> all right. We have two more Facebook questions from Chuck Harris. What's up, Chuck, up there in the PNW? Would JQ ever sell JQ? Would I sell JQ? I think I would, but no one will ever buy it. I wish you would. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the JQ name is tainted by me. You don't say. <laughs> yeah, so no one's no. It's not valuable to anyone but me. 
So it's valuable to me, man. How is it valuable? So you, but you could buy it. Oh, I give you one dollar. I will take fifty years of your salary. <laughs> I won't even be around that much longer, man. I'll be like ninety-two. Yeah, you'll probably. Yeah, you won't make it that far. <laughs> you'll make it like forty-five at this rate, but you're trying to bump up the limit. <laughs> Wow, good. boy's got me Best in the coffin. If, if I don't do something, if I don't do something, I will. It will be forty-five. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody buy JK Racing. I want to get a proper salary here. That'd be great. Uh, but have you ever been offered to somebody to buy it? Ever? No. No. Okay. Charlie Mack. I he wants an estimated release of the truck. Consider this an invitation to Trugger Nation. Trugger Nation. Well. Charlie, you're going to be waiting a lot longer, buddy. Ain't no, ain't no JQ Truggy coming anytime soon. Probably in 2025. No, not that late. 2022, three, maybe. You want to answer that, Joseph? I don't know. You don't know. Joseph doesn't know. I don't know. All right. So we have a question from my buddy, Sean Rusin on Instagram. He says, silly season just means more work for us. How do you pick... A team driver, what do you look for as a team manager for Carl RC? It's always something I think about when at races. You know what? If I had to pick a driver right now to come to JQ Racing, and I had to pick two drivers right now. Okay, we would never have two drivers. If I could pick one driver right now, you know what I'd pick? Like a top pro that you pay? Yeah. If I had to pick somebody to, to, to drive our cars to pay them right now, I would pick... I pick somebody. I pick Seth Van Dalen. I take him. I turn him into Seth freaking Van Dalen, and we would just. I would just market him. I would. I would let him. I'd be like, "Hey man, I want you to get angry. I'm not angry, but I want you to. I want you to be. I want you to. I want you to. I want. There's no. I'm not taking any shit. I'm not screwed to anybody. You get on my nerves. Like I. I would channel. I would make him not the bad boy, but I would make him like the. What's the word I'm looking for? Not a heel per se, but I would just make him like that guy that I would just, I would just, I would just let him be him. Like, and just be like, Hey man, just let's build a character for you and let's get into that. And that's your character. And that's what we do. And he's fast and he's, and he's going to be good. He's going to be very good if he sticks, if he sticks with it and then he could develop him. But I would like to get someone like Seth and Dalen and then pair him up with somebody like David Ronnefeld. If I could have two drivers on JQ racing right now, that's who I would pick because I know I would yeah, go on. I know that David has the professionalism and still young and can still has championships left in him. And I know that would be good. I know that that's good guidance for Seth as well coming up. And they're, they're going to chase each other. It's going to come to a point where Seth's going to be chasing Ronafalk Don and it's going to be a good competition between them. I just think they would, because, you know, Ronafalk would help in Europe and Seth, we'd build, I'd build Seth up in America. If I could sign two drivers right now, or even somebody like, I want a young guy. Like, I want a young, capable, fast guy because I believe in the youth of the future and these guys need to get chances. Or even somebody like Tyler Jones, you know? That's who I would, I would sign if I could right now. I would sign. I know in the past I said Lutz a lot, but he's gone off the deep end, so I wouldn't pick Lutz. I would pick Mayfield. And what I would do is I'd tell Mayfield, look, here's the deal. 
um, you need to win a bunch of races. So we're going to make the car work so that you do that. And And then also we need to reveal who you really are. We need to really reveal your personality. So we would do videos Mm -hmm. and people would learn to know who he actually is. Mm -hmm. And that would be great. I agree. And uh, because he knows a lot about cars, he loves RC, he's a tinkerer, and uh, I think it would be really good. So he would be good for a brand in a variety of different ways. Mm-hmm. Now he's only sort of good because he wins mm-hmm. and none of the other stuff, but the other stuff would be very easy to, do, to, to also... Do get out of him and to do if you just do it right. Mm-hmm. I think I know how I'd do that. Yeah, I think you could do that with him too. Because He would know. basically become this sort of an upgraded Adam Drake. Adam Drake 2.0. Adam Drake, next generation of Adam Drake. That's what he would be. Okay. I agree. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go wrong with Mayfield either. I'd let him, i just like, release the beast, dude. Release the beast. Yeah, and Europe, I would pick the same as you. I'll, yeah, Ronda Falk, he really I mean, would like, be people be like, oh, you can take Ongaro, but I mean, yes, Ongaro wins, but. I think generally, so sort of, I think Ronda Falk is more liked than Ongaro. Well, I think, it, I think it's a language because Ongaro doesn't really, you know, he's nervous. He speaks great English, but nervous about speaking English. Like, I've been trying to get him on this podcast forever. I think if he came on the podcast, yeah. it would help him out. Yeah, that's some of it, I think. I think people can't really relate to him on that term because of his English, but he speaks with English, but I know he's just nervous. So, Yeah, and also it's he's such a special case, like special setups, special driving. It's sort of, it's not as relatable for a normal guy also. So with him, you are basically getting the results. And if he's not winning, there's not much value. But Ronefalk, you can have value regardless of his results, mm-hmm. I think. And same with Mayfield, really. But yes. obviously, they would have to, you know, be winning, mm-hmm. at least in the beginning. But after that, they could be, like, valuable, even after their careers are slowing down and they aren't winning. They are still really valuable drivers to have. Awesome. We have a couple more questions here. RC Kevin, how excited is, is Keenan for all of this? I'm super excited. Who will be the winner of, of Silly Season 20? I don't know. It's not over yet. And he also asked, who is Mayako? We already talked about this. We don't know who Mayako is. We're waiting to find out too. But we'll know when we know, you'll know. Or the world will know, I guess. He want, But you can go and follow the instructions and win yourself a new car there, Kevin. My favorite Italian. Yeah, make sure you pick a JQ, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Podcast listeners, at least. Yeah, help us out here. Uh, Enrico Maloney, do you think that EU's restriction on is going to impact the nitro scene in Europe if they can't come up with a plan for licenses or at least leave 16, 16 to 16 actual 60. I don't know what that says. 16% actually 16%. Also here in Italy, it's an ongoing conflict between two federations, AM SCI, which is still the official one and has the connection with EFRA at ACI which is the federation that runs basically most of the motorsports in Italy, and they probably have a bit more money to spend. So I guess, hey, all right. That's the Nitro thing. We talked about this last week, I believe. You know, Europe's putting restrictions due to their scared of terrorists making bombs out of Nitro to 16%. Uh, I do think it will affect, I, you know what? People will adapt. If it goes into place, you get a license, 
we talked about it. If you could get a license and you apply for your Afro license or Federation license, then that would be good. I remember we talked about this. As for the two associations, what's your opinion on this, Joseph? Because I think it's similar. How is it in Finland and the Scandinavian comp? Or do you have a, a separate RC association or are you guys all governed under the motorsports? Our association is, it's part of the full scale car mm -hmm. racing association. So it's all in the same company. All right. So I don't know in Italy which one is the new one with the full scale or the old one was with the full scale. I can't remember. Well, ACI is the federation which runs almost all the motorsports in Italy. So it's, I don't think they're affiliated with that. AMS, AMS, AMSC, but see, then they have, it's where AMSC, C, AMSCI, which is still the official one. So no, and has the connection with EFRA. So ACI is the federation that has the mo the connection with motorsports and more money. I don't know, man. They need to right. get on the same page. I don't know if the RC scene in Italy is that big. Whichever, whichever the Nicola from Padova, whichever one he's associated with, that's the one that needs to go away because that guy's an idiot. Oh, but, not uh, Nicola, the person in the federation. No, the Nicola, the Padova owner, the oh, owner of Padova. Oh, 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 I don't know that dude. So yeah, so don't know him. Um, all right, man. I think that's you have all. to have an Italian on and talk about it. I know. Maybe maybe we should get Enrico on her. Or maybe get somebody. We get. So another time. I want to get, I really want to get um, Agaro on her. All right, Joseph, you know what? We have to go on to, I think that's all the questions that we have for the BTRC Bench Racing Q&A. Thank you, everybody. I know I've been rambling on for an hour and 21 minutes. But I have to get on to the RC thought of the day, which is brought to you by Sun City RC Raceway, home of El Paso's world-famous true old-school motocross-inspired motocross eight-scale off-road track. It has handicap accessibility, cover pits, drop gate starts. This world-class facility has everything needed to give you the professional feel with the amazing country views to match. SCRC has four acres of parking with plenty of room for RVs, trailers, and the racing can carry on into the night with a well-lit track and pit area. SCRC is privately owned by the Charles family, uh, which is Joey, Christian, and Corbin. Great family. Joey loves JQ. Except the dad. <laughs> See what I mean? They love each other. It's something with Joseph's. So it's run by the, the, the Shawas family with, that have 20 plus years of experience in RC. They earn all their equipment so they can make uh, track, track changes frequently and they even hire professional track builders and RDs for their big races. So go to Facebook, follow for Sun City RC Raceway. Keep in touch with them. If you're in the El Paso area, go check them out and hopefully fingers crossed and everything and everything that we will be there next March for RCGP. So you said they had 20 years of experience. Yes. Joey has been racing for a long time, dude. Yeah, I know. So my point is like, they have five years of relevant experience. So the kids and then the other 15 is Joey. So that's like irrelevant experience. You know what? Joey Shawas is going <laughs> to slap you with a shovel when he sees you the next time. I'll be like, hey, Keenan, where's JQ? It's right here, Mr. Shawas. <laughs> Bang! And it's just, it's going gonna, it's gonna to break his shovel because your head's that hard, right? And you're going to be like, hmm. oh, I see stars for a minute. And then you and him will be fine. Anyway, guys, check out SCRC. Hopefully, we'll all be there next year. I can't wait. Joseph, my RC thought of the day is, you know, I geeked out over carpet this week. 
I geeked out over carpet. That All was right, a badass track. Know this. I, that was a badass you're track. You're going to go full screen. I've raced on carpet for a long time. I've, no, I'm sorry. I've raced on carpet in, in the UK. I liked it. Is carpet the future, Joseph? Is carpet the future of RC? Come back to me, Joseph. Come back. Is carpet the future of RC, Joseph? You know what? I have a good answer for this question. Why don't you first give your answer? Like you explain why you think it's the future, and I will. Uh, I'll okay. look for the answer for you. You're okay. okay. All right. So you know, obviously, I'm a nitro guy. I like nitro, and that's my first thing. I love dirt, all that type of stuff. Dirty, messy nitro racing. I love it. I don't want it any other way. I like it. Oh, my 10 scale racing. If I was to do it, oh, I'm a little, little bit snowflakeish. I I got to do some carpet racing, astroturf racing in England. And I liked it. I liked it. It's plug in. It was plug and play. Obviously, there is more setup to it nowadays and all that stuff. But I mean, I think that for for newbies, carpet is the way to go for for beginners. It it makes things a lot more forgiving for track owners. It's easier. It's it's just easier. Like you ain't got to break in tires and do all this type of stuff and. I mean, you can put your card on on carpet, and it's gonna be it's gonna have traction and all that stuff. And, and new people will learn. The problem with that is that you get used to racing just that, and you don't get to race on other surfaces, so you suffer. So I don't know. Is carpet the future for growing our sport? Possibly. Possibly. So but you know what I think. What do you think? How about no? That question. <laughs> That's what I think, Keenan. How about no? It's not the future. <laughs> You're enjoying all this. It's good. It's so fun when we have video. We could do things like this, isn't it? I think, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's growing. It's growing in America, dude. It's growing so fast. Carpet is, maybe in America they'll achieve the same as we have here in... Uh, Europe with the EOS and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. winter time, then carpet racing is the big racing, you know. But like in California, why the hell would you want to run on carpet? No, not, well, obviously not there. You know, you know, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it is what it is, man. I think it's gonna become more mainstream, and people just have to accept it. And I think, like, I don't want to go to races and have to send on tires and all that stuff. And, and do all this craziness to, to race, man. I just want to go. And I think people's going to enjoy that. And I think that's going to get new people in. And hopefully that branches them out into, into other things. Like, you know, into, into dirt, into nitro, obviously. And, you know, I'm trying to help them go nitro. But I don't know. I think it is the future. I think we're going to see a lot more of this. And I don't know. That's just my thought of the day. Like, from, coming from an eight-scale nitro guy, I, what did you think of that track? In, in Florida, Joseph. I thought it was badass. Actually, I have to be honest, it looked really good. Yeah, it did. So it looked way better than all the EOS tracks. That's yeah. for sure. It looked really good. And you could it's so much you can do with these tracks. And like I saw in England, you could basically just, for clubs and stuff like that, roll out your AstroTurf, put down your, your tubing, your piping, and then build your rostrum, and you got a race. You got a racetrack in an hour, and it tears down even quicker. So. Yeah. I think... To grow the hobby, it's going to be a good, it's a good thing and needs to happen. I, obviously, it's it's a bit, because look, J-Concepts has a carpet series, so they think it's a good idea too. Obviously, yeah, they sell parts and stuff, but tires, but 
Yeah, I think I think it's just easier for new people to get the hang of it. I think, and it could be raced all year on. I don't know. So that's my thought of today. Sorry, guys, I'm really got a cough today, dry throat, all that type of stuff. I do apologize. Um, Probably COVID, to be honest. Are you trying? Do you wish me to die, Joseph? I'm just just no. got a cough. It's dry. I'm right here in front of the air conditioner. Yeah, let's hope you don't have it because you are definitely under. I am. Def- I'm definitely at, at high risk from dying from COVID. Not, and I don't trust me. No disrespect to anybody that's had anybody that's passed away from this. I do not want COVID. I want to live for a very much long, much longer time. I want to be. I, you know what, Joseph? I want you to collect fifty years of paychecks from me. There we go. So. Okay, I will. All right, anybody? No, no, no. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I do not want you to collect paychecks, but I want to live 50 years from now. So, anyway, guys, let me know what you okay. think. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, is this the way? Is carpet the future? What's going to happen? Um, yeah, I don't know. Thank you, Sun City RC, for your support with this. Check them out. Everybody, we're going on to the interview with George Coleman. He's from Malaysia. It's all about Malaysian RC. Um, I forgot to say that in the beginning of the podcast. I was so excited about Silly Season, but thank you, George Coleman, for your time. It was a great chat learning about Malaysian RC. I hope you guys enjoy it. And Joseph, I'll be back for the rant. You and I will be back for the rant. I won't. You know what? Uh, You know what? Enough for you. Um, You you know what? Let's run. Techno. Thank you, Techno, for bringing us the main interview. Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in 8th and 10th scale high performance off road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC. Excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. So joining me this week is a man that's actually 12 hours ahead of me. Uh, what's been amazing in RC is the people that I've been able to meet around the world. And even what what I I still find shocking is that people still listen to me ramble on for hours from all over the world. Uh, I've I've gotten to know people from all over the world and, and talk to them, know their stories. And, you know, I like to find out what's going on in their region RC-wise. So we have a JQ race in Malaysia. Uh, his name Adam Fikri. I always pronounce his name wrong. Yes, I talk to his his father quite a lot. We've become good friends, and he's always talking about George Coleman. Uh, so I wanted to get him on. We could talk about uh, RC in Malaysia. He's got a cool story how he got over there. He's a Kyosho man. You guys know how I feel about Kyosho, but it's all right. Not many joking. Welcome, um, George. How are you, man? Uh, not too bad. How are you doing, Lefty? I'm all right, man. I'm just chilling. It's it's nine o'clock in the morning for me here. It's nine o'clock at night for you. So thank you for your time. I appreciate it. And um, welcome well, to the <laughs> yeah, welcome to the No Name RC podcast, man. Uh, for those that don't know, George lives in Malaysia. He's very involved in the Malaysian RC scene, and I like to learn about uh, and RC scenes because RCs. I always say RC is small, but it's big. It's done all over the world. We just don't know where it's done. So, George, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you're from originally, and uh, how did you get up? Over, how did you get over to Malaysia and end up living there and, and getting into RC? 
So, well, originally, I, um, I'm actually from South Wales in the UK. Um, so I was uh, raised in uh, Wales, although I've forgotten my, all my Welsh. Really? I used to be able to speak Welsh. Yeah, when I was in school, I'd speak Welsh. When I was at home, then speaking in English. So mm-hmm. I've forgotten all of that. Um, so I lived in the UK until I was around 18. Um, then after that, I uh, kind of moved around a bit um, with, with my work, which is uh, in the oil and gas sector. Mm-hmm. So um, I lived in Spain for, for some time. Um, I, was, I was there before I came to, to Malaysia. And uh, then I was asked to do one job in Malaysia, um, which is over on the east east side of Malaysia. So I went over there. Uh, it was only supposed to be for like a couple of months. And actually, uh, I saw the, the place. You know, some nice girls around and things. And you know, the beer's good. It's cheap. And it was just very, very nice people to uh, to meet with. And uh, so I ended up just staying. I never actually went back. I think I, I think I went back for about a month just to go and sort out all my uh, all my stuff I had. Really? Uh, but that was it. Yeah, I just ended up staying. That was, God, that was almost 20 years ago now. Wow, wow, wow. So I've, I've lived longer in Malaysia than I have anywhere else in the world. You know, our stories are very similar. Um yeah, I I moved her to the DR when I was in 2006, but I had been traveling her since 1995. Always dreamt of living her, but after my accident, yeah. I, I've been living her since 2006. Life's been an adventure. It's the same thing. Like I came on her, fell in love with the country. Like beautiful women, cold beer everywhere, just a free life, yeah. freedom. Like you know what I mean. Um, just a whole different style of life altogether. And I've adapted so, pretty good, and I love it here. Yeah, <laughs> I love I've it been here. seeing I've been seeing some of the po- uh, pictures you've been posting. Oh yeah, it's, um, there's there's some mad stuff that goes on over there. Oh right? yeah, it's that's not even half of it, man. It's crazy over here. It's the wild western. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. Um, we're very similar. Like we we lived in different countries. I think I'm going on sixteen years living here almost. Yeah, sixteen this year, yeah. next year. Yeah. So good stuff, so man. Did you, learn, did you learn the language? I do speak Spanish, not perfectly, but uh, Dominicans speak very, very fast, very slangy Spanish. Like uh, a lot of people think Spanish is all the same, but it's like English yeah. in different countries. They speak it differently. I, I like to relate that Dominicans speak Spanish like Jamaicans or, or people from the island speak English with accent, okay. very, very slangy, <laughs> patois. Yeah, it's very fast. Yeah. So I understand it. I can talk it. But say, for instance, if it's somebody from Spain or somebody who speaks it properly, I can understand them perfectly. They may not understand me perfectly. But the good thing is my Spanish has helped me out in my jobs that I've been to. So, you know, I've worked around the world as well in the tunnel industry. And in each job that I've been to, I've had to use my Spanish because there were guys there that spoke Spanish only. So it's pretty, it's come in handy. So 20 years in Malaysia... Uh, yeah. You you still working in the oil uh, the the oil and gas sector of of yeah so I've um, yeah I've still got the company it's actually my father's company okay um, my father actually around five years ago he moved back to Europe uh, so I'm, I'm still looking after the company out here nice um, so still doing that then motorsports as well so I've got um, a little corner in uh, for the motorsports. Um, so I've got the workshop and a friend of ours has got the dyno machine and things in there. So I keep that going. Also then with the RC stuff. So I'm the distributor for Reds in Malaysia as well. 
Um, so yeah, keep myself busy with everything. Yeah, you gotta send me some pictures of the shop, man, with the the car. You was telling me about you have a sky. Uh, what was it? A V. Yeah, V35 Skyline. Okay. It's actually in the US. It's the Infinity G35. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got. I understand what uh, it is now. Yeah, that's not in my shop at the moment. I've got that in my in my front. Uh, okay. Um, in my car park space. That's what I'm working on at the moment. Staying at home, just on my right. own, and so, uh, work on the car. So, what was it really like? I know you said it was like it was a really good life, but what's kept you in Malaysia all these years? It's something that that um, uniquely that you like that keeps you there. Actually, to be honest with you, I've never had anything that's tied me down, mm-hmm. um, and it's never been getting married or anything else like that. It's more because I've got the companies here. Mm-hmm. And I've been working with the company, so I've always just stayed here. And uh, you know, the people that work with us, uh, they you know, they're, they're just awesome people. And I don't really want to let them down or right. anybody else. And so I've, I've hoped. I think that ties me here more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people are really friendly around here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you get your crime and things like you do anywhere. Right. But it's not as high. I mean, if it was in the UK, I think it would be a lot higher. Mm-hmm. But it's you don't see any problems here. Um, see some arguments and things, people being silly. Yeah. Do you speak but, the language? Bolela. Saya boleh cakap bahasa Melayu. Kalau sikit, tak boleh banyak. Yes. What do they call their language in Malaysia? Is it just Malaysian? It's Excuse me? It's Bahasa Melayu. Bahasa Melayu. Okay. Yeah, Interesting, Malayu. man. I mean, I, I think one of the key things also when you move to a country that's not yours, I find a lot yeah. of people, they like to, they want to, like, I think Joseph suffered from this when he went to the Philippines, and I told him, don't, you got to, it's, it's different. You know, it's, it's different. Yeah. It's third world over there in the Philippines, a little more laid back. It's very similar to the Dominican Republic. And I said, you got to think like you do in Europe, but you got to expect, you got to learn how to adapt to how things are really done. Uh, yeah, and definitely. I had to do that too. And you, you know, when a guy tells you his comment at in an hour, it really means two or three. And you know, it's it's nice when he does come on time. And he just couldn't adapt to that. And I think a lot of people that move to foreign countries or countries that they're not used to growing up in, if they can adapt to the culture, and, but still maintain, you know, like that thinking, like okay, I know when back home, this is the way things are done, but her, this is the way things are done. So I think once you master that, yeah. it becomes a lot easier. It's a lot easier when you when you do get into that way of life. You know, it's, you're never going to change mm-hmm. how the way of life is here. And uh, I see so many expats that are over here, and they expect it to be done the way it is in exactly. like in Europe or something. And it doesn't happen like that. You just got to expect it. And that's why I um, we I got away from Bermuda and all that type of stuff because yeah. it's done. Things are done differently here. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's really different. Most of my friends are all Malay. Yeah, they're yeah. all they're either Malay, Chinese Malay, or, or Indian, Indian Malay. So a lot of them, I always move in them circles. Awesome. And uh, so it makes it does make life a bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good to learn the myself. culture of the country that you that you're living in and and adapt it somehow yeah. and understand it, because then you can yeah. you know you can just understand the people a lot better and just how things work. So awesome job and adapting to that so rc dude you gotta learn the languages yeah for sure that's very important i know people live yeah, here 20 years and they can't even speak yeah sorry go yeah so, it's if you go into somebody's country 
you know, try and put the effort in. You don't have to speak the whole language, but they enjoy it when you try and speak another. Uh, they try and yes. mix in. I agree. Mm. We're very similar yeah. in that t- in that extent. Like I have a buddy; he speaks perfect English, but I always speak to him in Spanish. And it, it pisses my other buddy off who comes on her to visit. And he's like, well, you are speaking in Spanish. I said, it's just normal, normal. They said, you should uh, learn some Spanish. All right, man. Uh, sounds uh, good. I hope to visit uh, Asia one day. Uh, Malaysia is definitely on the list. I like to go to like Vietnam, Malaysia, Thailand, Philippines. Uh, yeah. And do that all in one go. Uh, so no, we, you got some good countries in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Indonesia. You can't, you can't miss out Indonesia. Really? Okay. I got to check it out. I'm not scared to go anywhere, man. I I travel anywhere. Uh, All right. So we watch on her because you're really big into the RC community in Malaysia. Um, You're good friends with uh, Mick Craddock. I like Mick a lot. He's been on this podcast uh, a couple of times. I enjoy his banter and good dude. He's all right. (laughs) I call him Captain Kyosho. If if it's, man, he is Kyosho for life till death. So um, I love it. You don't see that. You don't see that. You do not see that much in life, uh, especially in anything in life, is somebody sticking with a brand for so long, and he's been that yeah. there for all that time. And well, that's, that's that's one of the things I love about Mick. You know, he's he's, he's Kyosho through and through. Mm-hmm. I mean, my car. I've always been Kyosho. I've okay. never stepped away from Kyosho. I've got a couple of other car brands because Kyosho haven't had a car for it. Um, but it's, uh, no, I've just been Kyosho all the way. Th- um, I started when I was, what, I must have been about seven or something. Really? So how did that start um, for you? How did, what was your first exposure to RC? Um, it was actually, um, it was a Christmas present, I think, from my father. Mm-hmm. Um, he got me my first uh, kit. And Remember what it was? At the time. Um, it was the radar. I actually went through this with Mick, actually, a few weeks, a few months ago. Uh, yeah, it was a Kyosho Raider. Was it that was a two-wheel a... drive buggy? Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's going back a long time. Oh though. yes, oh yeah. So you was definitely Kyosho oh, from the start. First car ever, Kyosho. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh my, you Kyosho. Oh man, I love it. Just no good back. My like, let me get one thing straight. Kyosho, you never go back. My 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 dis. I don't dislike Kyosho, but my my long life dis like dislike for Kyosho is that my buddy. He used to race it and he used to, you know, Kyosha and Mugen used to battle back in the day. They were the only two decent cars, but I'll be honest, yeah. the Kyosha car was way better. And then Mugen just was trying to catch up, but I like to be in the underdog and he would beat me. He was a better driver. I was a better mechanic. He would beat me if he, if you know, he was faster. I would beat him if he had a mistake. Yeah. I could get him on a day, but it was just Kyosha versus Mugen. So it's always been a long-standing <laughs> rivalry for me. And I always talk yeah. crap to Kyosha drivers, but you know, you can't, argue with their real talk crap yeah you can't argue with their record man and unlike joseph who says they're gonna go under who still thinks they're gonna go under i don't agree with him i think kyosha is killing it with the mini z and um i think it's really killing it with the mini Mini z and everything else that they do so yeah um Mm. all right so you get into you get your first car it's an rc car did you ever do any racing while you was in the uk or did that start when you came to malaysia no i did very minimal racing when i was in the uk um because I had no one around because my mother and father had separated. Um, and my father was always in the offshore industry. Uh, okay. So it's very hard trying to get yeah. to races and things. I know it's not like is. now where you can, you can get grab and things. It's very easy to get around these days. Um, so it was, I only did a very little bit. I think I did probably about a year and a half. I think that was about it. 
Um, and it was actually, um, what we're talking about Mick was a friend of his, um, Stuart. I used to go to his model shop, which is mm. many years ago in Stevenage. And that was where I used to buy all my parts. And I used really? to just stand we didn't actually know that until I was around at uh, Mix House when we were talking about it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Small the, world. Um, it is. It's a very small world. But, uh, so the racing really didn't start for me until I came to Malaysia. And how did that happen? Um, because my my son, who lives in Indonesia, uh, my stepson, the, I wanted to do, get him a car uh, or something to, just to do some father-son sort of things. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, if I've got him one, I'd better get one as well. <laughs> and he was doing okay. He, he, uh, he, he was living in uh, Malaysia with me for a while, and he started with the racing. But then he found all the girls and and the yep. uh, you know the shopping and the malls and things. And so I'm like, right, okay, that was him away. And I just uh, continued on um, with the racing. So and uh, how long has it been since you? Uh, when was that? How long ago was that? So I actually, I think I seriously started racing. It was probably about five years ago. Okay. Um, I was I was always into the cars and things and airplanes and whatnot. I'd probably fly a lot more airplanes while I was in Malaysia with my father. Um, but the yeah, the cars was probably a bit more serious. Was in what was that? that was, it must have been 2015 because I went to the yeah because I went to the worlds in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think I'd started just before that. It was around 2014. Oh, you got the bug and it bit you hard. I know all about that. Oh, it did. It did, yeah. Um, then, you know, because at that point, I started to hang around with a couple of the guys. And then we got the Malaysian uh, six, six or seven-time champion, David Lim. Mm-hmm. So I got to talking with him. And he started then training me and, you know, teaching me how to do things and how to properly maintain the car. I was always struggling with that sort of side of things and how to glue the tires. So he, he came, he's been traveling with me for, for a lot of years um, as my mechanic. Nice. It was quite funny, actually, because he's, you know, he's a far superior driver to me. Does he still race? Um, he doesn't. He, he <clears throat> did race earlier this year, um, of which I was trying to beat him, but uh, I lost position uh, due to a flame I think it was. But uh, So he doesn't race so much now. He does it just as a... Just a hobby. Just if he's got time, mm-hmm. then he'll come down and uh, drive the car and do some testing. He sells a lot of the products for for like so UR and things, and helps me out with uh, the reds. Okay, um, so his his tuning's uh, a lot better than mine is. <laughs> you know, I wasn't aware that me- hiring mechanics for racers was a thing until in in Asia until I was talking to Bro and he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna hire this mechanic." Um, you don't see that much, like in my. Yeah, obviously the top guys may have mechanics, but, but I understand yeah, it's, it. It's no, it's, it's nice to have the mechanics, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's not needed. I mean, I'll try and persuade people not to get the mechanic because right. um, you got you know if you, if you work on the car, you know exactly that it's right. Um, but I've been working with David for such a long time, and I know that uh, his work is is very good. I know that he's very detailed. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're running like maybe two or three classes, uh, some days I'll be running three classes or something. Yeah, then you need some help with that. Yeah, to make I, sure agree. That that's it I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I don't like it when the new new guys come in and say, "Oh no, I need a mechanic because I can't do it." Well, if you don't do it, you're never going to learn exactly. how to do it. Yeah, so it's yeah, so having a mechanic is very nice. Um, but I know, 
Um, Akil, yeah, he's um, yeah. He, he does need some help sometimes. Really yeah, he nice does. Guy. He does. Uh, he, 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 I know he does because I tell him. Yeah, I've got absolutely no qualms about that at all because yeah. uh, he's done a fantastic job with Adam. Yes, he, really he is. Has. Adam's really good. Yeah. He's a very well spoken. He doesn't speak much, but you know, uh, bro, bro is good, good, good people. I like talking to bro. I have to explain some things to him uh, sometimes, but good dude, good yeah. people. No, he is. He's, uh, he's a good guy. Very passionate about what he does. Mm-hmm. Always willing to help people out. And uh, he's actually, when we're doing work on the track, he's the only guy that'll come down and volunteer. Everybody yeah. else, if you want help, you have to try and drag them. Mm-hmm. Also, I in my travels working, I've gotten to work with a lot of uh, Asian people who like Asian workers who have, you know, they're away from home for many, many years. So we've talked about that. I understand yeah. that, you know, especially working in the tunnel. Like you would see it too in your industry as well. You know, people yeah. being away from home for like, people don't understand two years. And I know that's the type of life he kind of lived just talking to him. And I understand that. And um, he's just enjoying life with his family and his kids. And he's doing a good job of raising them. Nice, very nice family. And I wouldn't have known anything about Malaysian yeah. RC had I not met him. So let's okay. talk Let's talk about that. Malaysia RC, um, not on the radar of many people. Not, unfortunately, RC in Asia isn't really on the radar of many people. I mean, if it isn't like, Obviously, Thailand, maybe Thailand and Japan and Australia. But yeah, I like I think, to learn about think, different countries. I think uh, the RC in Malaysia, um, I mean, we've, we've suffered. Um, I think we suffered quite a lot with it in the last sort of three or four years. Why would that um, be? What's the where, reason for that? No, it's, it's just I think it was the people that were coming in. Uh, they were trying to help. They were trying to do the right thing but inadvertently um, did it incorrectly. Uh, we lost one track, which was our main track, which is the track that everybody knew, Three Stone Park. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a really good layout and things, and you know, a nice big area, drainage was good, and driver's stand, it was a really good setup. And we did try saving that, but we've lost that now. Um, so it's, there's not many tracks left. How many do you have? I think we got one down in in the south. We got one in the north, uh, maybe two in the north actually, and then in central we've only got one. So for the, for where are you Rose located? In central or? I'm central. Okay, I'm central. So what's your track I'm called there in uh, in where you are? So our track, which is about an hour away from me, uh, depending on how fast I'm driving, <laughs> but the. Um, that's uh, Putrajaya. It's P6. Okay. It's actually very close to the airport. Um, so we've got it's a good location actually for the, for the airport. It's very close. It's about twenty minutes away. Uh, there's hotels and things around there. So if I'm going for a race weekend, I'll just go and stay at a hotel right, just next right. to the make a weekend there. out of it. Yeah, yeah, just make the weekend out of it. Go down on a Friday night and come home on a Sunday. Okay, yeah. but uh, but that track is that's been looked after um, by the uh, URCC. It's the um, United Radio Control Car Club. Um, that's the Malaysian so Federation. Uh, that's yeah, it's under the, uh, the Malaysian. Yeah. No, but is it Federation. the Association for Malaysia, or how does that? How no, does no, that... that's that's just the track. Okay, that's like a club, a club, a club. Okay, I got you. Yeah, a club. Yeah, it's just a club. Okay. So that's that's the main one that we got now. Um, so I try and help out these guys as well as much as possible. Um, funding is, is most tracks will will have funding is very difficult um, and trying to get things organized um, but the track the guys are putting in a lot of effort 
uh, to get it all uh, working properly. And, you know, we would like to try and do some uh, races for, for a lot of the Asia guys and things. for, for um, Like an international them. Asian race. Get the Australians up there. Yeah. Get the ties exactly. over. Yeah. Yeah, so we're working, we're working towards that, and uh, it's getting there. But there's, you know, the the safety side. Yep. But we just need to just get a, a bit better on that. Is uh, that we have Mike? Mike sorry, we is have that Mike Craddock the... out here. Oh, out, is he? Uh, he came out uh, earlier this year, January. Yeah, wasn't it in January? He came out in January. Yeah, he came out in January, and then we went up to Vietnam. But um, so he came out. He said, "No, no, the track's really good, pretty good." So we, everybody's pleased, you know, mm-hmm. to have somebody like Mike coming out and so like, you know, this is fine for for racing with, and it is. But it's that first impression. I, I strongly believe it's that first impression because if you're going to show something off, you want people to come back. You want it to be a track where they say, "That was just awesome." Right, I, I want to come back here and I want to race again. Yeah. Make it nice. It's in a tourist area. It's perfect. You can make a vacation out uh, of it, and it's not—it's not so much in a touristy area. I mean, it's a very nice lake and everything right. around it, and there's there's other things to be done. And Kuala Lumpur is only like thirty-minute drive away, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's sort of the tourist side side of it, yeah, you can do all of that. Yeah. Nice, nice, cool. and that's the track that I saw you do the walk around with the drone, correct? Yeah, that was uh, that was me playing with the drone. Yeah, I got to learn how to do that myself. Um, I'm. Uh, I've been pushed uh, by one of the drivers here, Alfie, um, to get this drone. He said, all right, you've got to get this drone. Got to... Ah, right, okay, I'll go. And I, I was just, I'd finished work for the day, and I thought, yeah, I'll try this tracking. And it worked out quite well. Yeah, it did. Um, it, did. it was really nice. Yeah. Um, and then edited the video a bit. I was just down there. It took me about five minutes to upload it. I don't, I don't think I've got so many hits on a video. It was cool. It was good. So, yeah, building the track. Um, it was the first one I've ever designed. Um, it was the first one I've ever built, and it, it, was, it was really good fun. I had the bobcat down there. Uh, actually, Akil was down there and doing the work, and he tried to drive the bobcat and tip it over. <laughs> Almost gave me a heart attack. Was, oh, oh, my, my gosh. God. <clears throat> oh, it was. It, oh um, but, but he put the effort in, uh, a lot of the guys. Um, we did make some mistakes on that track. Um, where it was a bit difficult for the mechanics to see. So uh, I think once we get out of this, um, at the moment we're on the controlled lockdown, mm-hmm. controlled movement lockdown. So once we start to be able to move around again, then we're going to uh, just change a, a few bits on the track. Sweet. And uh, try and get it back working again. Sweet. Yeah, we're trying different materials and oils. and The oil and seems the way to go, so. man. They're, they're, they're doing it in, well, they've been doing it in England forever, but uh, the, a really good yeah. example is the track in Australia, Pine Hills. They've been using the oil. Okay, yeah. Parks uses the yeah, oil, obviously. Yeah, I spoke to the guys down in Pine Hill um, about the oil, how much they needed, and everything. It's uh, they were very helpful. Yeah. So we're we're gonna we're gonna be trying a few different things. We've tried the molasses, and that worked actually quite well. Um, and it kind of washes away, right? Well, no. Uh, I spoke to Edward So over in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and um, I had a bit of a discussion with him. How does he do it? And there's a bit of a long process to it, mm-hmm. and a lot more work. But it uh, it doesn't just simply wash away. It's um, it's how you apply it. And we you did just lay gl- on the top. The rain comes, and it's yeah, it's gone. We did a glue track here, and um, it was a smaller track, and it used like a white limestoney type of oh. sandy. We call it caliche here, but it's like a limestoney type of. And it, 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 it's got a little clay and stuff in it, but it was, you know, when it dries out, it's dusty. And, man, he put yeah. a mix of, like, Elmer's glue. He would buy it, like, by, 
No, not uh, uh, but white glue. You mix yeah. that with water. You break it down. I think it was like three to one, and then add like some vinegar and just spray it all over the track. Let it dry. For the first couple of runs, it's super high traction, but as it breaks <laughs> in, it gets some rubber in. It starts to, and when it rains, it's like just drifting, and it doesn't ruin the track. Like you can just, <laughs> you can just sweep the water right off it, and uh, but it does oh, wear away. You have to apply it maybe every few months or wh- or whatever. But yeah, I get it for 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 rain and all that stuff. You want to try and keep the track as pristine as that's, possible. That's what um, they were using that sort of stuff in Vietnam. Mm. Uh, the glue. Okay. Uh, At David's good. track. Um, um, yeah, I don't know whether it's, it's David's track. I think he, he goes there a lot. Okay. David, Vietnam. There's two David Lims. Oh, my gosh. So David, well, there's David, David Lim Vietnam, uh-huh. who is actually, actually from Malaysia. And then you got David Lim Malaysia. Yeah. Right. David Lim that lives in Vietnam, I call him Crazy David. He's, he's definitely a character. He is. Um, I've, oh, he's I've, a character. I know. He sends me pictures of his parrots and all this type of stuff and is into RC boats. Yeah. He's, he's definitely uh, unique. Yeah. Uh, good dude, though. Uh, see, it's yeah, so yeah, funny yeah. how we're so far apart, but we kind of know the same people. Amazing. RC is so small. <laughs> so a little yeah. brief history on on RC in Malaysia. Like, how long has it been there? Who else, who's, someone, who's probably the fastest rider, driver they have produced? I guess it's David Lim because I've heard his name come up. Uh, and w- at to what uh, level was he was there, the top Malaysian driver? What level did he get to wor- on the world scene? Uh, in, in terms of RC in Malaysia, it's been going around um, quite a long time, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I hear stories of the guys they were, you know, they, they tell me the stories of when they were just racing on bits of grass. And, you know, they just made some jumps out of bits of wood and things like this. Mm-hmm and how everybody's got it so easy these days and how it isn't so nice it is these days. So it's, it's been going on a, a long time. Um, I think David Lim has been um, probably been racing since uh, late 90s. Okay. Um, and a, a lot of the guys were around that sort of time. Um, so it's, it's been around um, quite a long time, and it's, it's just been passed on. There's, there's very few people old, of them, old-time people that are still around. They've all sort of like moved on or doing other things. Uh, Danny Tay, um, who was quite famous over here as well. Um, I, th- yeah, I don't know whether you heard with him. But, uh, Danny Tay, he was he was really good uh, on for the RC scene. Okay. He was a lot like uh, JQ. I think they're, really? They're both of them have the very same sort of character. Oh, my god. It gosh. doesn't matter. It's just, you know, if that's, what, if that's what's on my mind... That's what I'm saying. Oh man, the Asian of, version of JQ. In between. It is. It's an it's an Asian version oh of JQ. Gosh. I don't know <laughs> if I can handle that. <laughs> but a, but uh, really nice guy, and uh, he really did put in the, the work and the effort for the for the guys here. Um, he was the one who actually helped me to to keep things going. Okay. Um, he, he trained me up for for a while. So um, so yeah, for the old. Old timers, there's, there's not many of them left now. It's all sort of like uh, new people. So, Over the last five years, it's, it's been amazing how many, how many new people have been joining in. You know, whether they were bashers or mm-hmm. things. How do you? How many there. people do you get at a, a, a race? Well, now we've actually we've built it uh, up um, quite well. I think over the last uh, two years, it seriously died. We we had something like around thirty drivers, twenty drivers, mm-hmm. um, about two or three years ago. 
Um, and now we're back up again. Now um, I think we've probably got around eighty. That's good. Uh, eighty drivers, uh, which is which is really good. The EP scene has really taken off. Really, yep. Which surprised me. Um, which has been good for the the eighth um, EP. Um, so the guys are really enjoying that. Electric you know, e-buggy for EP. people for my American friends. Electric e buggy is talking about EP. <laughs> EP, yeah. electric powered. Yeah. Yeah, we'll speak proper English. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, say, say aluminum. Aluminium. Alu- aluminium. Yeah. And say battery. Aluminium, battery. <laughs> I love it. That's the two words <laughs> aluminium and battery. Well, you know, the U.S. is aluminum, isn't it? Yeah, aluminum. I say aluminum and I say battery. I, I say them both, but I, I it's funny. Yeah. Um, battery. That's good. So you out of David Liam and Danny Tay, who would you think was the fastest who made it to the higher level? Like, oh, I would, I, who was the highest level uh, of racing, the highest driver? Like in, in that in the, when, I, when, I, when I started about five years ago, uh, David Lim. He, he was the guy. Uh, he was always on top. Um, he'd been kicking like uh, Danny's uh, uh, butt and everybody else's butt for for, for a long time. Okay. Um, since then, um, I think the fastest driver, if you look at the points at the moment, fastest driver is always um, Baby Boy, um, Jade Lim. Okay. Uh, he he's he's uh, he's a really fast guy. He's he's won the on road as well. Uh, for, I think it was on. Uh, GP, uh, he won the GP for the in Malaysia okay. for Femca, um, and so he he does really well. A lot of people struggle to keep up with him. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't necessarily say he he was the fastest. He was very consistent at a high speed. Okay. Um, then you got um, we got uh, Mizan, who's a very good driver as well. Very uh, consistent. Loves driving the the. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Not EP, what do you call it? E-buggy. E-buggy, okay. Yeah. He enjoys driving the e-buggy. Um, then, you know, Adam. Uh, Adam actually started around the same sort of time as me, but he just, you know, being a younger kid mm-hmm. he, and his reactions being a lot faster, he just took off ahead of me. Um, so Adam is um, just, I think, um, he, knew, he would do really well um, if he wasn't getting so many failures uh, with the, the car. Yeah, uh, I've been through this with his father. Yeah, and uh, but he knows it, and they're working on it and trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it's um, so I think Adam has got a really good shot of uh, of being able to beat Jade. Yeah, um, but he needs to put in that time, put in the practice, and his mechanic needs to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's where the race is won on the bench, man. When is you guys' next yeah. race? Um, we was well, actually we've missed we've had to postpone our nationals now um, two times. So I think our next one is probably going to be in January. Okay, the way things are going here. Yeah, right. uh, uh, but I want to try and finish out the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I actually organise all of the the, ra- uh, the national okay. races. Um, I'm actually the I got named uh, the, uh, the president for RC Malaysia. There you go. I was about to say uh, how how involved are you? But there you go. Yeah, you are the president. So, yeah, so, RC Malaysia, so I, I get to sort the things out on that. But I'm fo- I'm trying to focus a bit more towards the on-road now. Really? And trying to get to know the guys in there, because the on-road track for me is like 10 minutes away. Is the on-road um, scene uh, big there, or is it a little bit smaller than the off-road? I think it's I think it's a little bit 
It's still good from what I see, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's a little bit smaller than the off-road. Okay. A lot of people still prefer the It's more the expensive, off-road. too, um, I would say. And I remember Bro dabbled in it a little bit last year, yeah. I think. And uh, yeah, Adam raced it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think Adam raced it for a couple of races. And he was telling me, oh, it's expensive tires and engines. I said, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's different. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like on road too. That the the GPs so fast, man, so fast, so awesome. I know it's big in Asia. Yeah. It's I think it's Europe and Asia are the biggest uh, locations for the on road scene in RC right now. Good stuff. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. like that. You're gonna be you're gonna be going through engines. You're gonna be like you're gonna have about five engines just for on road. I can see it now. I'll just be on the phone constantly with Frederica. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, let's talk about a little bit about RC in Asia. You've been fortunate to travel around. Um, it is split up. I, I kind of wanted to know where where Malaysia. I'm sorry, where does Malaysia kind of stand? I think, like in the rankings of countries, uh, in RC right now, compared to the other Asian oh. countries. Where do we stand? I, I tell you what, it's been so long since we've been because we haven't been able to do any sort of uh, mm-hmm. race or anything this year neither. Um, and I missed last year's Femca race because I was over at um, where was I? I was over in the UK. I was doing a race there for the um, the DXR. Uh, DXR. Yeah, DXR. And it was just too close. So where we actually rank at the moment, I'm I'm not too sure. But um, I think we we would rank sort of middle of the pack sort mm-hmm. of thing. I don't think we're the fastest guys yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we still got a lot to learn. Um, but I, def- I definitely don't think we're the, we're the slowest uh, group out there. Okay. Yeah. Who do you think? Okay. Aside from Australia, because Australia, like we know Australia, they, they have Kyle McBride, they have Alex Bernard, Zach. We, we've, we've had Australian guys in there, so I'm not including Australia. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to deal with just the mainland, man, mainland Asian companies, including Philippines, you know, any country, countries like that. Who is yeah. the be- who is got the who's pro- right now? Who's producing the the best quality? Who's got the best RC scene? And producing the the fastest races in mainland Asia right now, would you say? Well, that's, I think that was going to be a tough question. Um, to, to be honest, I, th- I think that's a bit of a difficult question to answer. <laughs> because you know, like Thailand, it was big. Japan seems big. Um, I know, yeah. like Viet, like, but I, I think Japan's kind of like on the level. Maybe Thailand, I would say, because there is there's a couple of good guys from Thai from Thailand that do really well at the worlds too. There's some good. There's some good guys there. There's some good guys in the Philippines as well. Yeah, um, yeah they, it's a hard just, question, man. I would have to say Japan. I would have to say Japan because they got like um, Noato and Masami and all that there. I think you might be right with that. Even because Korea, yes. um, you've got some good drivers yes. in Korea. You've got some awesome drivers there. But, Kevin Lee, I think his name is. He drives for Agama. He's really uh, good. Yeah, you got uh, Kevin Lee. Then you got uh, Danny. Uh, for Kyosho, he he does uh, pretty well. Um, yeah, but I think Japan may not. Yeah, I think that would probably be a good yeah. hazard. A good guess would probably be Japan. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Um, I, that's a really good question because it's kind of similar to. I like to call it's similar to South America, where it's big, but each country had was just at a different level than the other. So, like for me, Argentina was at the highest level. They've produced really like the guys I saw there. Two guys there that were fast. They were fast. Brazil, I would say, was second. Um, and then Colombia, third. And then you had, like, Bolivia, Ecuador. Then all the smaller smaller countries were actually a little smaller. Yeah. So it's, I like to see stuff like that. Um, and it would be interesting to know. 
Yeah, I wouldn't leave Indonesia out of the mix because I always remember going to Indonesia. It's holy crap. I'd see the guys in, in Malaysia. Right. Go to Indonesia. It's, holy crap. These guys are fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got some. They've got some really good drivers as well. But then, you, of course, then you see, then you see the Australians get involved in it as well. They can't. Just, oh man, that, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle McBride, that kid, Alex Bernardzek, man. He he was he's 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 gonna be talented. Yeah. I hope he gets to America. And you know, even on like on the, and even Australia split up because it's that's I think that's the East Coast they live on, and then the West Coast, like you have the yeah, Dexters okay. and all that stuff. That's yeah, good yeah, stuff. Yeah. Outside yeah. of Malaysia, what's your favorite uh, Asian country? Outside of Malaysia, um, uh, I think actually, um, now I've worked too many times in Korea. Uh, I, th- I think I'd have to say Indonesia. Actually, yeah, I, was, yeah, I quite enjoy Indonesia. Okay, um, the, the food there is pretty good. What's um, your favorite Indonesian meal? Um. It's, uh, what's, I can't remember the bloody name of it now. All right, well, what's your favorite Malaysian meal now? What, uh, I am, I am, uh, I am Kunye. And what is Kunye, that? Indonesian one. Uh, it's just like this uh, chicken, um, or you can have chicken or beef, but it's like quite spicy, and then you have it with like egg and rice and things, and it's uh, with this, like this uh, sambal sauce, which is, yeah, it's pretty tasty. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's hot going in. Oh my god! If it's <laughs> hot morning. going in, it's hot coming out, dude. <laughs> oh, it's even worse coming out. Uh, how yeah. about in Malaysia? What's like a, a national Malaysian dish that you like to to have? Uh, f- for me, uh, oh, there's just so bloody many. You have nasi goreng uh, USA, um, uh, roti, roti bawang. <laughs> I think I think the most famous one is, is probably the nasi lemak. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people eat that for the breakfast. I don't particularly go for that one. It's nice. The rice is very good. What is it uh, exactly? Maggie Goring. Uh, nasi lemak is is the rice, which is the nasi lemak is is like the fat. It's like uh, coconut. Okay. Uh, so it's got a lot of, uh, the coconut into it, and then they have that with the anchovies, and then this hot um, sambal sauce. Oh, okay, like coconut uh, and fishy yeah. hot. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah they have the boiled egg. Yeah. Yeah, but I would the, have to the try that. Egg, I've not been able to get into that. Uh, I've not been able to get into the half-boiled eggs yet. Oh yeah, I, I'm what like the yolks yeah. runny or something? Or no, it's yeah, it's like half cooked, so it's it's not like a hard-boiled egg. Right? It's and it's it's just like yeah, it's, they have that with the. I'm gonna have to um, Google that. Soy sauce, yeah, yeah. You have a look at that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool, but you always gotta. Tr- you know, one thing I always, Joseph always tells me is like when you go to to he's traveled to and he's like always have traditional two things. You always gotta have a traditional beer and a, a local beer and a, and some of the local dishes from there. And I always try yeah. to do that, you know, wherever I go. So good stuff, man. So I think the the, the funniest one was in Vietnam with Mick. Oh gosh. <laughs> I've worked in Vietnam, but I've never sort of like really been into the local sort of food there because mm-hmm. really wasn't too sure what I was getting. And uh, so I went up with Mick to do the race. We went out in the evening and said, right, okay, let's just try there. We were too we were too afraid of crossing the road at that time because we weren't too sure what the protocol was. <laughs> uh, which we found out is just walk. It doesn't matter. All the bikes will just go left and right of you. Oh, my gosh. That's madness. That's kind of similar here. Oh, I've got videos of it. It was pretty cool, actually. I, just, I really just, want to go to Vietnam, man. Um, it's it's a country but, I want uh, to visit so badly. 
so we, we ordered, uh, I think it was a chicken, din- uh, chicken dinner and uh, some duck as well. And it, it is literally everything. It came out with the head, the claws, and the feet, the whole thing. Oh my <laughs> I've, never seen a, I've never seen a duck like that, you know, with its, uh, frying, uh, with its uh, brains fried out and just the bill sticking out. Oh, my gosh. Insane. insane. <laughs> oh my but it tastes it was good. As long as it yeah. tastes good, man. So... Uh, what do you see uh, for the for the future of RC in Malaysia? What would you like to see going into twenty twenty one? Going into twenty twenty one, is um, I would like to you know see more the club racing going on. Uh, we just started that this year, and it's been really good. Um, so people haven't felt that it was so competitive, and so you get a lot of the new guys coming in and trying to race in that. It's good fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like I'd like to you know see the the more effort going into into the club mm-hmm. that they've got there at URCC, um, more people joining. Um, we seem to have actually after our first lockdown, we seem to have an inc- an increase in drivers, mm. uh, which I found absolutely amazing. There's a lot more guys coming out to to come. Nobody has nothing race. else to do. Bored. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. And yeah. um, I'm, I'm surprised because, you know, the breads was selling quite well throughout the, the whole um, period. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to be able to see that. I'd like to be able, if, if we could travel, uh, then, yeah, there's there's loads more that I'd love to be able to do. Sweet. I mean, I miss, I miss racing uh, over in, uh, in Europe and things and going to see friends, as I'm sure a lot of people are as well. Do you travel to Europe a lot to race? Um. It's the only reason I started traveling back to Europe. I never went home. Like, I never, <laughs> you I, sound I, like I me, dude. I get him. I get him. <laughs> I never went back. It was only until I started, I think, mixing around with uh, with Mike and these sort of people. And so I like, oh, it was a race. Ah, okay. So I go over there. I've still got some business, which I've got to t- attend in the UK as well. Uh, so I go and do that and go and fly around very quickly, go and see some family. But it's it's really good to go and uh, meet the meet the people over there because of the Kyosho Masters and things. So as I've been getting more involved with the international races, um, <clears throat> I've been making more and more friends on an international scale. So it's like, right, I want to go and visit them. No, I'm going to go and visit them. Awesome. So it's 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 good fun being able to do that. You should come yeah. visit me. Ain't much RC going on, but you should come down. How did you meet Mick? Um. I can't remember to be honest with you. I think it was uh, during. I first really spoke to him during. It was just before. Ah, I'll tell you what it was. It was at the Kyosho Masters. I went to the Kyosho Masters. Um, started talking with him uh, a bit then. Um, I was a bit, still a bit standoffish, you know, just this fresh guy into yeah. RC. Don't really know much about it. Um, and then we went out to the to the worlds uh, in Vegas. Um, then I started speaking to him a bit more then, and then I met him at a couple more races, and we just ended up becoming uh, really good friends. You know, awesome. it's like talking to Mick now is like you know it's, I've known him for better years. He's nice. Just, uh, That's always such a nice bloke, and uh, do anything for anybody. Yeah, yeah, I like Mick and a lot. Good. I like him a lot, and he's a good crack. He's yeah. a good crack, man. You, you know, oh, yeah. I, I love the jokes. Good stuff, man. Um, I guess <laughs> we're gonna. Is dangerous, <laughs> and he likes to poo in crazy places too. Poop in crazy places. Yeah, I remember that story. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah. All right, 
Um, what would you like to see happen for in in RC in general in Asia? Would you like to see it get a little bit more spotlight? Um, a bit more focus because it seems to get it seems to get swept under the rug a good bit. You know, not too much focus on RC there. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely like to see a bit more um, focus being put onto the RC. I mean, we've been trying here. I've, I went and bought all the video equipment so we can do live streaming for our uh, races and things like that so that people could try and get a bit more involved with it. And it's, I think it's been working uh, to a certain extent. Uh, <clears throat> and it's nice for, for people to be able to see that sort of thing. Um, but I, I, and I know that uh, Perth is probably one of the tracks... Um, I've tried to emulate a lot of what they do. I think they have a fantastic track down there, uh, and the team really works uh, very well together. Um, and you know, I, I just don't think there's enough uh, racing going on within the other countries. Mm-hmm. I I know that you know a lot of people. You have one or two people. No, I'm going to Vietnam. No, I'm going to um, to the Philippines. Um, but I'd like to see it more on a sort of like a team sort of scale, you know. Yeah, the, like the a series, story. an Asian series would be great. Yeah. <clears throat> would be something like that. I mean, we've, I've, I've no, there's been things that have been talked about for Kyosho doing it, but I think I'd like to do it for everybody, know, for, for, all, for everybody. Yeah, you know, just and have them. Uh, yeah, I mean, Femca is great. You do it once a year. But I think it'd be nice to do a sort of series yes. sort of thing, and I don't think we're not that far apart that uh, we aren't and uh, not able to do that sort of thing. Yeah, I think the hardest uh, part would be like if you have to include Australia and you have to fly there, and that's still not too far. Even then, yeah, it's not that bad. Um, well, unless you're up in Japan yeah. or somewhere, it's a bit. <laughs> then it's a bit far. Um, but for us guys here in the in the central, is you know we're you know, six hours away from like okay, Perth or something. Bad. That's not bad. Yeah, unless, it's on, unless it's over on the east side of Australia, and then it's like 12 hours away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit further that side. Yeah. Good Probably stuff, man. I, I, think, I think it's very similar to South America. I mean, at least we have some... Asia has some pro guys. You mean, obviously, Yuchi Kanai, um, Hara, Nayato. You know, all the companies are based over there in Asia. But I still yeah. think on a, on a scale of getting people's knowledge about what the RC scene over there, it's it's limited even to myself i've learned more well, it's it's even less known about in south america where it's still you know i've had the pleasure obviously because of latin influence of being around that and getting to know that the rc scene there so it's good i wanted to you know one of the reasons i wanted to get you on the podcast is learn to learn more about malaysia rc yes i've had people talk about it uh, about rc in asia about one particular country and it's to shine some yeah. light on that on that particular country's rc scene and as their their continent as well so yeah, man. Uh, it takes, it takes, a, it takes a, a lot of hard work to try and build up these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, the newer drivers and trying to get them into it and not spending so much. It drives me crazy when you see the new guys coming in and all they're doing is spending money, spending money. Uh, so easy thinking, to do. That's make them, yeah, that's going to make them the pro driver. Yeah. And all they end up doing is either they burst the budget or it's like, no, this is just too expensive. I don't want to do it anymore. Exactly. Uh, it doesn't need to be like that, and it's, it's it's getting it through to these guys. I think the the shops um, maybe push too much on these guys. Uh, obviously, they want to make their sales and things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's fine. That's their business. But I think it's um, trying to push too much on onto these uh, new drivers and things as well. I could agree there. I could agree there. Yeah. How's Kyosho's influence over there now? Um, you know, being as it it was, it's it's a Japanese company. It's it's one of the biggest 
used to be one of the biggest eight scale race scenes in the world. It it lets it's not as big as it used to be. Obviously, so many different chassis. Is it still a very popular choice in uh, Asia? Yeah, in uh, Asia, especially in Malaysia, mm-hmm. uh, Kyoto does very well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when we get all the guys down from the north, is um, they come down and some of the guys up from the south. So we have we have a good following. I think Mugen now is really? becoming one of the, the one of the biggest. Um, not pro- I wouldn't say problems, but one of the biggest competitors. I know what you mean. Oh, your old rivals down yeah. there knocking on your door. <laughs> I see um, Smart super big there too. He moved into the Mugen as well, which uh, surprised the hell out of me. But uh, and I've, I've been they've tried to get me to to turn. Oh yeah, that yeah that that'd be if you turn to Mugen, then I think if if that'd be like if Mick, Mick Craddock left Kyosho, like I think hell would freeze over. <laughs> what do you think yeah, about I'm, um? Did I you should kill me? Right? <laughs> so you you um you saw JQ's tune-in video. What do you think about his grand plan if he gets ten thousand subscribers of buying a Kyosho and doing the Kyosho Masters for once? <laughs> he's so crazy, isn't he? <laughs> so, I, I don't know whether he's if he's allowed to come to the masters. You know, <laughs> it's a very up market place. I don't think he, I don't think he'd be allowed through the through the front gate. To be honest, <laughs> I don't think he'd be allowed into France. But it, it, I hope if he does get ten thousand, I hope he tries. I hope he does it and um, see what, what happens. I was, I, was, I, was, I was talking with Mick about this the other day actually, and I did say to me it was uh, actually the video he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's. You know, a lot of people have had uh, issues with uh, with JQ, and I think he actually likes that as well. I do too. Uh, when, he was, when he was battling on uh, Facebook, um, the way it came across to me, I, I thought, oh my God, this guy is such a bloody ass. And I, I really didn't like him. But I'll tell you what, I thought that the ideas that he has, mm-hmm. they're really good. It was just the way they're getting put across. And watching that tuning video, actually, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was put across really well. There was a bit of fun in it. Um, I, I just thought it was absolutely brilliant. And uh, definitely, I w- that sort of environment, I would definitely support yeah. it. And I'd uh, ask anybody else to try and support that as well. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I hope he does go to the Kyosho Masters. And I, I would love to. I, that's I, I would... I will definitely be there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. Hey, do you want to shout out and say thank you to anybody before we sign off her? I appreciate your time. So here's your time to shout out. Um, also, give in, any information to anybody that might be interested in coming to Malaysia to do some RC stuff. Yeah, can- um, no, shout out is... Well, no, just shout out to all my RC friends and things and, uh, you know, to, to say, stay safe and uh, hopefully we can get this through this COVID and start traveling again and trying to meet up and do things. Um, you know, and shout out to the, the guys at the, the clubs and organizing the races and thank you for keeping it going and, uh, you know, I hope we can continue with that. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody wants to do it, if they're, if somebody's coming to Malaysia, you never know, somebody might be traveling there and they want to do yeah. some RC, can they contact you on Facebook? Yeah, anybody, it's anybody, anytime. You know, there's uh, myself. There's a, a few other guys up. Well, there's a lot of people up on the Facebook. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to, if you're looking to come over here, you want to get things organised. There's myself, or I can put you in touch with uh, the other guys as well. And uh, everybody's really friendly here. If you need help with like you know, booking uh, hotels and whatever, is showing you around. You know, there's always um, guys around that'll uh, help out with that. Sweet. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I know it's getting late there. It's almost 10, o- 10 o'clock. Um, yeah, keep, nah, doing, no 
Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Um, oh, I'll tell you what I did want to bring up. Oh. Was, and I'll tell you why, because I know that you get a lot of viewers and everything. Have you seen RC Garage? Is What is that? I've, is it that, like, sign-up site or something, like or like a profile no, site? I, 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 it's uh, RC Garage. It's, it's, uh, this guy's been developing for a while. We tried to do something in Malaysia. Just never took off. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. It's all your points, everybody around the world. Mm-hmm. It's taking all your points. You can go and build all your garage. Um, so you can have all your, your photo of your car up there and it, all the information's on there to let other people um, mm-hmm. see what you're running and things. Um, and it's producing stickers as well, uh, which has got like a QR code on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can put these stickers on your on your chassis on your on your car, and you take take the the phone out, and it'll take you to that information. Oh. Um, but it's, I saw I went on there the other day, and I found all my history of all my races. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes, I know we're talking about the same pl- spot. I haven't been on there yet. Yeah. Yeah, I have actually. They're, 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 they're still working on it, and I've told the guys that I'll, I'll try and help them out as much as I possibly can with it because um, I've seen some problems with it. But it's, it's pretty good to see Ongaro's on there and things. Okay, and, what's the website? Yeah. It's www.rcgarage.com? Yeah, I think that's it, yeah. Okay. It's uh, yeah, somewhere like that. I, yeah. I think I did look uh, myself look myself up there. I've been kind of busy with the it's with the House of RC stuff with Connie too, so it's a lot of, lot of things going on with that, but... I'm going to check it out. I think I did look under to see if they had my last race, and I think they had my last race from 2017. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Sweet. But, uh, but I think it's a, it's a good way of letting people know, and and you can see what individuals are actually doing, and yeah, it was good. All right. Yeah. W, I think okay, it's, I'll put the – I'll try to find the, uh, the website and put it in the written description of this podcast. Thank you for your time, dude. You have a good evening, and uh, we'll be in touch, and uh, I'll be looking forward to what's going on there and – Malaysia and seeing what you guys do. Looking forward to having you over here, Lefty. All right. I hope so one day. <laughs> All right. Okay, mate. Thank bye you bye. very much for your time. Thank you. All right. You take care. All right. Bye-bye. We are now at that point in the show where you should fasten those seatbelts and put your big boy pants on. Whoa. Things are about to get serious. It's time for the JQ Racing Rant. Yes, yes, yes. We are back. My buddy Poindexter over there. He's back with me. He, swi- he switched up on me. Now you're on this side. Before you was on that side, now you're over here. Make yeah. up your mind where you want to be. It's much better. Now it's better. How the hell do- does it... Come on, man. You're supposed to be... Me, I decide which side you're on. I don't know, man. You're supposed to be my Jamie and... You- I don't know, man. I'm going to have to... F- We're going to have to get another This tits. is how it should be. I don't know. Anyway, guys, welcome to the JQ Racing Rant. This is the part of the podcast where you really got to put your big boy panties on because, you know, we don't have a we don't have a fuck limit here, and and we just keep it raw, like you know, just raw, like like it is in the pits when you go to a JQ pit. You know, we we don't care about your feelings. We just like to have fun. <laughs> I know that sounds bad in it. Uh, I do care about people's feelings, but um, anyway, welcome to the JQ Racing. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I care that you, you are. You just care about your own feelings. No, I care that you're there like a hermit in Finland, looking like a disheveled, homeless hobo or something like that. I don't know. You're like one step away from living I in look, a tent. I look sexy. Yeah, take off your hat. I do care about your well-being. That's why I'm sending you a manscaped uh, lawnmower 3.0, Joseph. Oh, and oh, I lost light. You. Oh no, I lost light. I lost the light. All right, um, I'm losing light here, so I gotta hurry up. Uh, 
Welcome to DJQ Racing Rant, guys. So, Joseph, this week is an O-Day or a goodbye to one of the best RC websites that we ever had. And an ode. An ode. An, yeah, an ode. We must say RIP to Neo Buggy. I would take my hat off, but let's just get, let's have a, a few seconds of silence for the official death of Neo Buggy. Okay. Okay, there we go. It's done. Neo Buggy is dead. Neo Buggy is dead. Unfortunate. In fact, yep. I just got a question from somebody on Facebook. As I'm doing this, where do I find out my RC news now? Well, this is is a conundrum. I mean, Live RC is doing stuff. Circus RC is really good. Circus, well, you know, Circus RC, Chris was Neo Buggy. So, you know, he was the photographer for Neo Buggy and all that type of stuff. Well, yeah, for the last yeah. bit. Right. So now we have, um, we, we don't have that no more. I mean, let, let, let's be honest. Like, Neo Buggy changed shit. Like, it, it just changed RC. Simple as yeah, that. Yeah, for eight-scale nitro. Yes. Off-road. Right. Yeah. You know, it's own like, race. Do it. Well, he, you know, Phil did everything, but he focused most on eight-scale nitro. Go into races, doing all this cool stuff. And in the lab, but, you know, obviously Phil stopped. He's probably sitting on the beach, sipping peanut coladas with little umbrellas. I wish he would come on this podcast. I really... Phil, will you please come on the podcast? I know Phil you know is, about this podcast. Phil is done with RC. That's the problem. Like, he's so done with RC, he wouldn't even pay Smug Mug Picture Gallery to get the, the pictures up. Because I asked him, hey, I really need to look through your galleries. I need some pictures for my book. Mm-hmm. And I begged him, asked him, begged him, everything. He just wouldn't do it. Wow. He's like, I'm done with RC. Why should I, you know, help prop up the RC industry? Like, what's in it? What Why? makes somebody get Why that? I, I, know, I know what makes somebody get bitter like that. You just get tired. Yeah, I think maybe he, he well, I wish he can't, would come on the show and he, he could explain. But I he probably he got tired of the same old, same old, you know? Yep. Same old problems, same old complaints, same old people, nothing changing. And it's like, eh, I'm done. Well, and if also, I go, if I go out, I'm going to go out the same way, I think. Yes, like, the fuck these idiots. Completely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like nothing to do with RC, like just two middle fingers to RC. Yeah, pretty much. If, if I do, then that's what I'll do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it would be more, more elaborate than that. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, we we are you know we've said this before we're we're desperately lacking in in non biased I wouldn't say non biased but media that actually goes out there and, and and says what's really happening you know what I mean I'm not saying that the other companies don't do well no they, because they have to be you know it's 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 the media and RC media is just really posting up pictures of new products maybe an occasional write up or, or or interview with our, our, our of somebody in RC, but we don't have actual RC media any not not like we used to. It was bad. It was way better during Neo Buggy, but now we don't have it. And yes, I like RC, live RC. I like to watch, I like their program for following races and all that stuff. Yes, I do go on their page to to read different news stories. But I'm also Circus RC. But it still doesn't like Neo was that one stop shop for everything eight scale. And it's going. Yeah, it's just yet another way that the industry is killing itself because Red RC was the other good website. So Red RC is still posting, mm-hmm. but they are 
I mean, pretty much dead in the water. I mean, too. I got that that red, that dampen, mass dampening effect from Red RC. So, yeah, and that's the first that's time I've been on a new product. Yeah. So, Red RC did what Neobuggy did for eight scale off road. Red RC did for on road and ten scale electric off road. That was kind of what they were were doing, and they were the media company for the EOS. ETS, ENS, all of those series. So they did a super good job of covering them. There's a lot of great videos and also text write-ups and pictures and all of that stuff. But they aren't doing that anymore because there's no funding for them to go to races. And Neobuggy is doing nothing anymore. So now, yeah, we only have Circus RC and Live RC and these kind of companies who... They basically just post things that are emailed to them. Oh, we have a new product, boom. Top three at some meaningless club race, boom. That's what they do. There's nothing more than that, really. So that's a problem. And I think people don't recognize how big of a problem it is. And for you to understand, you would have, have had to be around 8-scale Nitro off-road, for example, before Neobuggy arrived on the scene. So... They started around 2004, the Sweden Worlds, and then they really sort of reached their, they got, they had good momentum, let's say 2006, 2006 to 2012-ish or yeah, something like that. that. Like the last, so, I would know, five or six years. 2014, I think they did a real, I would even say up to, they, 2016 was when they, the last Worlds that they did. And Phil went Yeah, but to it wasn't really booming or growing. Like, it had mm -hmm. a sort of peak Stagnant, in a yeah. sense. Yeah, so those first years, what happened was we went from a literal world championship being run and people not knowing what's going on mm -hmm. unless you had a friend there at the race. Mm -hmm. that's, where, that's where we were at. Mm -hmm. We went from days, that. Dude. Yeah, we went from that to having a friend there texting you or reading the starting grid and someone posting updates or something. We went from that to having a website where there would be daily write-ups, picture galleries, walk around videos, interviews with people, videos on new, new products and stuff, videos of the actual racing action. So races that got the Neo treatment became big races. Just like the Neo race itself, it became the indoor worlds. Why? Because of the coverage, the website. People went to the website, got all the news, and also not just the news that someone emails them, but the content, editorial content that Neobuggy produced. That's important, I think, and that's missing. And the reason it's missing is basically social media came in, mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram, everyone that was advertising on these websites decided, hey, we'll just do it ourselves. Missing the point that when everyone just does it themselves, there is no more sort of one place to go for all this information. So if if we don't have Neobuggy, Red RC, and these kind of websites that create content, and we don't have someone that goes to the race to cover the race, then it will go back towards the past where you don't really know what's going on. It won't be as bad because you can go on Facebook and you can say, okay, what, what's uh, TLR doing? What's J concepts doing? What's this guy doing? What's, you know, but it's not the same as, 
actually following that event on one mm-hmm. page that follows the whole thing. Right. They're just That's following way the particular better. drivers. Yes. And then we will only have that at races like the European Championships that RC Racing TV go to or RCGP because that same crew is there covering it. Uh, something like that. Or Raw Nationals, Live RC are there. So I think that's a bad thing because what are these sort of... What, where do these other races then promote the events like Bit to Design Contest or other good races? They're good races but they kind of just pass by the wayside. No one really gives a shit except the people who are there. So I think it's a, I think it's really a big issue that isn't apparent now, mm-hmm. but it will become apparent in the next couple of years. Right. Um, you know, Zach Ryan wrote a really good blog about this. You can find that also on the No Name RC podcast website. And I agree with him, man. Um, you know, my goal is I kind of want to do like what Phil did. At races, if we, if you we start going next year, that's my goal. I mean, that's why I'm buying I'm buying all this equipment, you know, and, and whatnot to do that. But it's desperate. I mean, just I just remember the excitement. You know what I mean? You would go and then have, he'd have that f- cool that cool a cool intro, like and you're just like uh, like every day. Even though you wasn't fo- maybe you it, you come home from work and you was you obviously like we're talking like fans fans still wasn't as good as they were now. Like you know what I mean? So everything was mostly on your computer. And you just go and you just wait for those updates, that little five-minute video of somebody qualifying, that those nice, cool pit walks that Phil used to do. You know, the Neo race was a race. I would I would spend my entire Easter watching that race. And, and I, I will when DXR has it next year. If, if it has, well, we don't know if it's going to happen next year. But you know what I mean. And, and that's gone. And we, we really, re, you know, Phil did a lot for RC. That he, I hope one day he gets all the credit that he deserves for what he done. Because if it wasn't for Phil, RC 8 scale wouldn't be as big as it is now, I don't think. So it's a shame that it's gone. It's officially dead. And all it seems like all the other, other media sites are PC like let's be realistic live RC is good but it's kind of the same thing you know what I mean yes I like tuning into live RC to to follow races and all that stuff and I think that program's great but even them themselves seem to have you know they're focusing they're going into full-scale events and I don't blame them I don't blame them one bit bills have to be paid all that type of stuff I appreciate having live RC there but there's like there's no there's no writers there no more I mean you got hooks Garrison's gone you know, I like to see articles and into. I was hoping, like we ha- we have RCMX online here. I I hope that can. I know it's been out for a long while and nothing really happened with that. But I think if if we could get somebody to bring along a decent website like this and have all the information, well, do we need a well, website now? I mean, like it could the be the RCMX thing. They have the same problem as uh, mm-hmm. Neo and Red RC. And there's just no money in it, it because yeah, the companies aren't advertising. Then. How can they make money? Yeah. Views are too small. Like you make YouTube videos or you have a website and Google ads or other kind of ads. Like it's not what you aren't making enough money to do anything worthwhile. So it has to be someone with just a passion for RC or, or someone that, yeah, in like for that really, just someone with a passion for RC. But because if you have a brand, then it's people view it as a, like, oh, it's biased and it's yeah it's a difficult situation it's the only way really is for 
funding to come from within that industry. Mm -hmm. So companies, brands, races, someone coming together and be like, we need this media in, in RC. Or, or somebody like, federations like yeah or somebody combining with circus because you know chris goes to all these races man he's he, he gets funding to go to these races so maybe maybe we somebody works in conjunction with him he takes all the pictures and somebody does all the english stuff or yeah something like that. i mean i i'm sure he's not doing too hot either like it's not like raking in the money or anything yeah. so it's hard man um and these companies refuse to spend i mean i mean even even our podcast, yes, we have sponsors, but our lo- is, you know, we still need we have bills to pay her. So, you know, like the, the thing is that for an individual company, it's easy to justify not to do it because you can do it yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's not good for the industry as a whole. So there would need to be some sort of like some way of everyone just pitching in a bit, and then it makes sense. And then there's media, just like. Efra, they they pay RC Racing TV to cover the Euros. So there's good coverage at the Euros. But somehow this needs to be sort of expanded to, okay, so as a whole, we need some media coverage too. Not just the European Championships, some other races too, other mm-hmm. events too. So how can everyone pitch in and the race organizer also and to so that we can have this? I don't know. but I don't know the, either, man. But that's, that's kind of the solution that needs to happen. Otherwise, we won't have that kind well, of Well, if the manufacturers are all in control of the media, then we don't really get true media, do we? No, no, but I'm yeah. saying that if they all pitched in right. and the or individual maybe, races who are part of that also and federations, like okay, the when there are enough stuff, people yeah. that are paying, it's not that much per company or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So it could be enough to have like, okay, so this is our sort of official RC media crew, just like RC Racing TV is in pretty much in Europe and they're doing RCGP and all that stuff. So, but imagine you have the same, which is a website, the news and kind of the Red RC or Neo Buggy style content. So I think that's the only way that that will happen again in the future. Otherwise it won't happen. Yeah, well, you know what? If we go to, well, not you, you're going to be racing, but if we get to races next year, I'm going to be trying to do something. Maybe not as good as Phil, but I'm going to do something. And I like to, my goal is when I, when I, when I watched one of Phil's video or Phil's stuff, I felt like I was at the race. You know what I mean? I, I don't really want to, I don't care about going up there and filming racing. I want to catch the ambience of the, 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 the ambience that's there at the race. Some, I want I want people to be able to feel what I feel when I'm at that race. You know what I mean? The excitement. The this is what I like. All that type of stuff. So that's my goal next year. Yes, of course, of interview. Uh, like, hopefully, if we get to travel. But we definitely need this man. And it's a shame. It's it's truly a shame that Neil Buggy is done, gone, kaput, and it it isn't getting the proper respect for what it done for eight scale racing man it, it should it should have been still one of the best the best website out there but you know hey well what should it get a plaque yeah i just i just think like well obviously phil lost interest in it why did phil lost interest in it maybe because it wasn't making money anymore not that we come on but you know phil is you know we know like that was just kind of like a side thing but he had passion for it and when, when you put time and but time effort and passion Take equal money. So if it isn't, I get it. If it isn't making money, it doesn't make sense. 
platform? You know, how long can you go on and be passionate without making money? That would be a question for you too. Because I think he was making money, but the problem was that uh, it wasn't going anywhere anymore. Mm -hmm. It's kind of tapped out. That's it. Like maybe, maybe he saw the writing bigger the minds. He's like, he's <laughs> there like, aren't bigger minds in this industry to do something bigger. Yeah, he you probably know, saw the writing. That thing. So they're writing on the wall, and so this thinks this hobby is just eating each other, eat itself, and it's just gonna get worse. I hope not, but it's gonna, it's gonna be twenty. This year is gonna show a lot. This year has shown a lot, and going into twenty one, it's gonna show a lot more. But man, it's a shame. Neil Buggy's gone, and I went under. I think the last post was in September, maybe or maybe August, maybe early September. So. It, it, it's such it's i mean that used to be like the first rc website i went to and now i don't even remember that it exists it's crazy such a shame what are you guys thoughts on this what is your thoughts the the public the listeners of the of the nnrc do you miss this type of media coverage do you want it back in rc do you miss great articles i miss articles i miss like doing interviews i mean they do it but like not these cookie same generic interviews i won't get in there and in, like in the nitty gritty, like you tell me to do as you well. You should watch my uh, Saboya video. Uh, I, I will. I <laughs> it's will. coming out. All I don't right. know when you're releasing this. Um, Sweet. Maybe same time. Uh, this will be released tomorrow. Because um, it's Tuesday, we're recording. All right. Well, I think that's our rant for this week. Guys, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, check out my blog. Actually, as, as I'm recording this, like I'm in looking at the comments of my blog. Yeah, some some people are a little bit upset with what I said. Not maybe, but I didn't really say anything bad about anything. You know, I just kind of you. I said what you have said all along. If if people are getting upset at that, then they haven't listened to you on this podcast yet before. You know what I mean? They, I only said something that we haven't said before, that we have not said before. Uh, good luck to Ryan Lutz. Good luck to Nemo. I wish them all the best. You know, Billy's a good friend. I like Ryan. Um, I still want to see them be successful. Shout out to them. Hey, Joseph, I can't wait for your video. Keep up the good work with that, man. Thank you for your time. Come on on this podcast. Thank you, George Coleman, for your time. Shout out to all of uh, Adam Freakry, bro, all the JQ guys down there in Malaysia, and just all the, the Malaysia RC period. What's up? I hope one day to get over and visit you guys and have some fun over there in Malaysia. Uh, thank you to George. Great chat. Thank you to just the support that we get from the NNRC squad. Help us. Our, our Instagram's growing. We want to grow that. We want to get up to 2,000 likes on that. Check out uh, JQ the Quagrain on Instagram as well. He's been active on that. Um, join at your own risk. If you get triggered fast, don't join it. So, you know, that's, that's my thing. But um, Joseph's been hot on that. Uh, I think we will be doing a live this week, me and Wally. Uh, so we'll, go, we'll do that this week or maybe next week. I don't know. I got to talk to him. Thank you, everybody. Thank you to all the patrons that support us. We can't do it without you. Keep the bills uh, paid. Help me get new gadgets. Uh, shout out to you guys. Remember, if you guys want to be a patron, the link is the link is in the written description. And yeah, thank you to all the NNRC squad. Thank you around the world. Honestly, I can't say. We're almost on another milestone here, Joseph. We are like a couple hundred away from 200K downloads. That's pretty impressive for us, Joe. That's pretty impressive, Joe. I, Joseph, I think we should be proud of that. Two years. We've been doing this sure. for two years now. I think November 18th, we released our first podcast. So it's two years and a bit. We're almost at 200K downloads. I think that's impressive, man. And to think how we fought, how we fought like cats and dogs to get this started. Oh, my God. You people, fought. Yeah. The way you do things, anybody will fight you. 
So, um, yeah, but it got it done, didn't it? Shut up. Um, yes, it did. Okay, yes, yes. Did that yeah. what you want? There you yeah. go. Pat, pat, pat yourself on the back. Shout out to all the awesome companies that support us. I know some of them may not be here for 2021. That's fine. Uh, appreciate that support. But if you're a company and you're looking to be a part of this podcast, we ain't stopping. We're doing bigger, better things for 2021. Isn't that right, JQ? YouTube superstar? Yeah, very much so. You know what, man? I miss you, man. I ain't going to lie. It's been so long since I've actually <laughs> been able to give you a ring and slap or just hurt you or do something to you or just sit off and talk shit to you. I, I honestly cannot wait till we get back together and we're at a race. And you could be drinking when a beer. We got, when we get back together, that's when you'll have your next beer. No, I'm done. I'm, I'm done for a year. I'm not going to drink for a year. I'll, I'll drink water. I'll drink a non-alcoholic beer. Sure. No, I'm, I'm well, serious. Yeah, I, I believe you. Oh. I'm sure. All right. Up six, okay. five months. Thank you to all the awesome... Oh, hold on. Let me finish my spiel. Thank you to all the awesome companies. They are RCM. It's been going on for like 30 minutes. Oh, stop interrupting me. <laughs> RCMX, Techno RC, Beach RC, JQ Racing, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Sun City RC, uh, Manscaped.com, Racecraft USA, go get yourself a command model, Module, shout out, thank you for them for coming on, new sponsors, thank you Racecraft U, uh, USA, uh, shout out to JQ Threads, not just a clothing company, a company providing uh Providing opportunities. How's that going, Joseph? I haven't heard you talk about that for a while, by the way. Um, maybe, maybe we'll talk I'll about do a video on it. Okay, awesome. Cool. I, I thought of a video series I'll do. It's going to be a now for something completely different, like ripped off from Monty Python and and uh, with the th sketch thing. <laughs> if you don't know, you don't know. I don't know. So I'm anyway. not a Monty Python fan. <laughs> and then, then I'll talk about random shit like that. Right. So maybe that could be one of them. Sweet. Shout out to Wally Builds. Maybe Wally and I will be live. He's growing. Love it. Love seeing my mate. I like Wally. He's got an NNRC hat. I'm all, that's my bromance right there. You know, Joseph likes Savoia. Me and Wally are cool. Um, Wally Buds. I know, Wally Buds. I always call him Wally Buds. Oh, it sounds, yeah. Uh, sh just shout out to, 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 to everybody, man. Thank you. It's been an awesome two years. Thank you for your support. 200K is almost here. Remember, guys, we can't do this without you. Nitro is the glory. Can barely do it with you. You can barely do it with them. I know, I know. But it gets done, Joseph. We done one for a week for two years almost. Oh, incredible, incredible, isn't it? Ah, uh, but we almost killed each other in the process many times. Uh, thank you guys. Nitro is the glory. E buggy pays the bills. JQ YouTube superstar. Check him out. Get into five thousand subs so we can do something stupid. Check out the NNRC. YouTube, we need to get the 500 subs by the end of the year. A thousand will be great. And man, I love you guys. One love from Lefty. Keep on grinding. If you ain't grinding, you're sliding. And remember, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. JQ. Thanks to Phil from Neo Buggy and the man above. Well, I'm above you right now. So thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. You know what? Lefty. Not the cunt above. <laughs> you, you, uh, uh, lefty out. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Thank you for listening to the No Name RC podcast. We greatly appreciate all the support and love from you, the listeners. Without all of you, none of this is possible. Special thanks to our patrons on Patreon. If you wish to support the podcast further, you can at patreon.com forward slash NNRC podcast. As a patron, you will receive early releases, special content and patron only giveaways. Also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram and our website www.nnrcpodcast.com Remember, Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. If you aren't having fun, it doesn't make sense. And if you ain't grinding, you're sliding lefty out. Nitro is the glory. Nitro is the glory. Nitro is the glory. so bad.